Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice at my... my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john and- oh no, do, you do your thing you do your thing sorry <laughs> Already, already stepping on me. No, and I get it. You're, you're used to doing it on your show. No, it's my. See, I, it's my job to step on him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so JD is off this week. He didn't do his homework. Let's put it out there. He, he had other things, other priorities. So he was not able to see the movie yet. And so, of course, we went to the Geek World All Stars bench and pulled one of the funniest men in podcasting. That's the one, stretch. the only. <laughs> Random Randy Savage from Cult 45. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. That's that's high, high. That's a high benchmark to reach. I, I, I tell you, like, I listen to all the shows on the network, and you guys every week are the funniest of the group. Oh, Consistently. Thanks. I appreciate yes. that. I love when you go off on your logical tangents yeah. to try to explain a movie, and, and, and Brandon just finally goes like, whatever. All right, let's move on. Fine. That doesn't work. That's not how things work in the real world. I'm like, yeah, it does. They would never send us back to work if there was some kind of major catastrophe. And I'm like, sure they would. Uh, and then so- 2020 happened, and we're like, what? We're going, there's a major catastrophe. See what happened? Exactly. <laughs> So, so, so you'll get a chance to plug the podcast, but before we get to that, how are you, sir? What is going on in your life? So I, I work all the time, so I don't do anything <laughs> besides podcasts and work. So I saw Shang-Chi, I made videos for the podcast. I went to work where I was, I was subbing for a bunch of kids. And then I really feel like I, I think I got sick dick fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I didn't mm-hmm. get tested, but definitely the same feeling I had after my second COVID shot was the same feeling I was feeling for like four or five days. And I was just like, oh, yeah. this sucks. But hey, I can still go back to work. All right. <laughs> Capitalism. But Huh, they didn't make you get tested? I didn't tell anybody. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. I'm one of those guys. You know. You're a super spreader. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy who constantly wears his mask anywhere he goes because he hates people. But if I catch it, you're all getting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm that guy glad- who keeps the zombie bride until it's all like, oh, no, no, I know the rules. But they don't apply to me when it's important to me. You have plenty of plot armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep this zombie chick in my little cupboard here and feed her a black guy until 
you know, it's not important anymore. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad you're doing well and you were able to join us this week. And yeah. John, how the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. You no know? funny anecdotes? No. You know, at, at work, they just told, they're, they're still talking about us going back in at some point, but they still haven't made a decision. But, but the good news is that they redid our cafeteria. So we're going to have good food. They're, they're spending a lot of money just to get people to go back into the office. Mm, yeah. I, I find so, that funny because I work remotely. So my, the company I work for is based in Texas and I actually just work from home in Philly. Yeah. And, but of course I still get all the emails about what they're doing and like, they still haven't opened the office back up. Like they kept saying, oh, we're going to do it now. We're going to do it now. And then they stop. We're going to do it now. We're going to do it. And then they stop. But one of the things they did is like, they changed the break rooms to discourage people from hanging out together in the break rooms, like yes. single serve coffees and all that kind of stuff. It's like get your coffee, get out, you know? Yep. Yeah. So contrary okay. to popular belief as a resident of Texas, our businesses hate this. Yes. <laughs> and hate people standing next to each other. They will gladly, they will gladly put us all on lockdown if they can keep making money off of it. So it's like, you know, I know on the internet is really like, why is why is Texas being so terrible at this? Like, no, no, no. It's some parts of Texas are being terrible about this. And those are the ones that have the loudest voices. But but you know, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're not it's all okay. gonna die. <laughs> we have to have hope. We have to keep smiling. Yes. Yeah. For everyone else who can't. Exactly. Spoilers. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I guess I don't really have much to report either. I did come to a realization this week, for those who listen to the show, and, and John knows this, of course, of, with everything that's happened in my life, I've been going through about a depression. And like, I, it's one of those, like, it was really literally this morning on the way to the gym, like, this thought hit me. It's like, one of the issues with depression is you feel stuck in a situation that you can't get out. And it's like... Because of COVID, like I can't, I feel like I can't live my life half the time. And it's like, it is not helping at all. Oh, no, no. Even, That's even fair. emotionally healthy people. No, I mean, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking uh, about yeah, emotionally healthy no. people. They like, not you, you know, at all, John. Yeah. Hey. Not me either. No, no. When COVID hit, I was like, oh, I'm, we got to stay inside and not avoid and not talk to anyone forever. I'm okay. Yeah. As long as, as, long as the yeah. internet stays okay, well, I'm okay. I'm an yeah. INFJ. With with severe OCD and you know I'm a hermit I'm an introvert and even I'm like man I really want to go to a bar <laughs> Just, you know a full bar. it's not even like that like like last weekend I went to my friend's house for his birthday and it was just like there was just seven or eight of us there and yeah. just and but like just that was like oh my god people I feel human again you know and then back to my house for a week and you know yeah I mean. And, and and like even when I went to see the movie, there were it was me and my son and four other people in the theater. Which, like, don't get me wrong, kind of happy about that. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I kind of miss being in a crowded theater with a bunch of people enjoying a movie together. Did, were they reserving seats like they were like they are here? Where well, I mean, they always reserve the two seats on um, the side of you. In its defense, it's the second weekend, and I go like to the first showing yeah. on Saturday because that's usually the least crowded. <laughs> And apparently no one's getting up to go to a 12 o'clock movie on Saturdays right now. It's weird, but yeah, same here. Friday at 11 a.m., no one's there, but somehow yeah, people still sat next to me. And I'm just like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> There's all these seats. Why are you sitting next like, to me? Wh 
why? I got to pay for this seat. And I'm like, I don't care. That whole row is empty. Go over there. Yeah. <laughs> People, they suck. Yeah, whatever. So I, I left this on the topic list because, I mean, obviously, we're all, John and I are all caught up on this. I'm mm-hmm. curious. I know you've been watching it, Randy. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious what you think of What If and where we're at. Like, because we were talking in the chat how, like, I didn't really like the first two episodes, but once it got dark, I'm like, oh, this is getting good. No, and I, and I, I on the second episode, I had talked out, outside the chat. I was like, yeah, he doesn't like it. But I'm like, yeah, but he's not there yet. They're not there yet. They're going to get there. I'm, I'm so used to what Marvel does with their shows now that I'm waiting for the fourth episode before I start making judgments on things. Before you like, figure out which one of them is Mephisto? Well, that, or like when I figure out that, oh no, Iron Fist's dad is the main bad guy, or Luke Cage is like actually going to die or something, or, right. you know, Charlie Cox is his check finding clears, so are you going to start acting? And I was like, you know. <laughs> but, but like, I was like, yeah, we're in episode two of What If? And I'm like, yeah, they're not, they're not blockbusters yet. And I get that we're going to have the, the Chadwick Boseman suck fest on episode two. So I was like, yeah, okay. Cause it's hard to like tarnish that. But what I've noticed about it is, or what I've noticed from what, from reading the what ifs and watching what if so far is like the idea is that the something changes, one element changes in the timeline, but it does not change the character's motivations or like the character's basic personality. Spider-Man always takes grief and turns it into hope, you mm-hmm. know, Doctor Strange is always an arrogant asshole, no matter what timeline he's in. Right. And like, you know, the same way where if you read Frank Castle becomes Captain America, he's still Frank Castle murdering people indiscriminately until Cap shows up and like, you know what you're doing is wrong, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be Captain America. You take this back because it's <laughs> terrible. And it's like, I expected that. So when when Chikala, when I can always T'Challa. say it wrong, T'Challa, T'Challa becomes Star-Lord, I was like, yeah, that's the guy. That's that is Black Panther being Star Lord, and it changes how everyone else around him acts. Because besides that one guy in Wakanda who was a toxic friend, everyone got better around him. You know, everyone, I, even I, even Zemo at the end, who was like, "Yeah, this was not a great plan." <laughs> and I don't know what I was thinking. Are you? Like, you mean uh, I still have issue you mean with Thanos. Well, I mean, well, I was talking about in Civil War. Like, yeah, yeah. The characters outside of that, and it's like but, he changes people as he meets them, and like. I still have issue with Thanos giving yeah. up his quest. And by the way, no one point has pointed this out. Mm. At this point, when he would have met Thanos, he'd already been killing, going to planets and killing half the population. Yeah, it, he was just wanted the glove. Or he just wanted the the stones to speed it up. So he yeah. still wasn't a good person. <laughs> so like, but like none of the Ravengers were good people to start with. They were true. all still pirates and like smugglers, but. But they mentioned Thanos that the worst. But. They mentioned that in the thing, though the Ravager, the, the yeah, the Ravagers. They they yeah. got rid of a lot of them. Yeah, right? and then so they like a lot of these guys went off, and they couldn't handle they, this kind of moral change. They still like, had Taserface. Yeah, yeah, I know. But none of those guys <laughs> seem like real. Like I'm going to murder everyone because they're like this baby Groot. Mm-hmm. How are we going to kill? How are we going to? We could easily crush this thing, but we're not gonna. We're going to put in a little outfit and make it one of our camp, our mascots. And it's like. Those guys aren't murderers. Those guys don't want to murder everybody. Those guys are, if you gave them the right situation, they could be good guys. And it's like, oh, well then. Most of them. Most of them, right? (laughs) And it's like, he becomes the right situation where it's like, 
the same way for like Darth Vader is like, if you change his motivation, if you give him more time to think things through, he might actually become a good guy. But, you know, Thanos, you're right about the genocide and whatnot, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like that, that episode and the fact that it, it every episode so far ends in an apocalyptic kind of way of the entire universe. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense that ego wins. And then Hydra comes back at the end of episode one. And then like, episode three that universe collapses and it's right. like so i i have a i have a thought I, I, and i'm curious what you guys think i was shocked like because they were talking about the t'challa episode like that was chadwick boseman's last performance but yet he ends up being in the zombie episode yeah so i'm kind of wondering would it have been better to save that the t'challa episode for late since these aren't like linear you don't have to watch them in order would it have been better to save that for later like after they get real dark for like three four episodes then lift us back up for an episode then go dark again only to drop you off the cliff yeah <laughs> unless of course it is linear because i feel like that's the other thing that we learn in the doctor strange one is that we can interact with the watcher we so if we're if we're in tuned enough we can interact with the watcher we can beg him for help or ask for change and he can interact with us and the watcher is not like the fact that he has a sense of humor also kind of like is not like an omnipotent god because right in this in this episode he's like oof that happened <laughs> I was like, you know, what I, bro i heard somebody mention that in every episode it looks like the watcher's getting closer like in the first one you only saw him in silhouette mm-hmm. the second one you saw him filled it you know, like actually him and then in each one you're seeing him getting larger in the background right so maybe we're working up to a point where he actually does what I forget what his name is. Yeah, Watu. When he where he actually like steps across the line, right? Yeah. And I was well, like, there's right. a there's a like I don't know if it's Twitter or Instagram, but it's whoever's posting like they're posting the branches that are changing in the Loki show, and uh-huh. then deleting them and writing them back in. And it's like, what if zombies? <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, and that is changing. Every time they post, every time a new episode comes out, that changes a little bit. And I was like, so, and somebody else had pointed out on the internet, it was like, watch as I show you these new timelines, these new realities. And it's like, what do you mean new? I mean, because they're broke, because the singular reality was broken. These are new things that are happening. And it's like, oh, so you haven't been here forever. You are a creation of this break in the timeline. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, and there are rumors floating that we're going to see some of these characters come to life in multiverse of madness like uh there might be a um captain carter uh, cameo in that yes maybe. i want that yeah um, I'll, I'll take that so take, i'm wondering yes I, like there's a Put good question are they <laughs> to, when they get to the last episode is it going to be our reality breaking apart because of what loki did in the show and then that leading into multiverse of madness well then i also have a theory about that too because it's like everyone points to what loki did but it's it's what happened while we were watching Loki. Things that are true. He's sitting there and the he who remains is like, wait, it's starting right now. Something has broken the timeline and I cannot change it. And that would and, be the end of WandaVision, right? And that would be the end of WandaVision. Or Doctor Strange in No Way Home. Yeah, then and again, I was like, I, was, I even put a, posted on in, on my the TikTok that we have. And it's like, I honestly feel like because everyone's like, it's Mephisto. And I'm like, no, not, not again, not again. It's not Mephisto. What happened was 
They were changing small things in their reality, creating this time bubble and something major happened to the bubble that literally shot them out of it. And it's like, that's why, like, why does a neurosurgeon suddenly lose focus when he's trying to do something that should be relatively simple? A simple spell is what he said. But the problem was something major was happening around him and it changed the whole timeline, freaking out. And it's like, then he had to collapse it. I was like, oh, and then like, we're going to get to the end of that thing where it's like, yeah, I, I completely just couldn't concentrate because Peter just kept on talking. It's not like I met this kid and drove 18 hours in a spaceship with him and like couldn't just tune him out for like the whole time. But yeah, that's what happened. No, something because in the comics, Wanda, her power manifests so powerfully that the guardians of the multiverse felt it on Earth. And like, this is what what is going on? Who did this? Right. <laughs> we got to go kill this broad because <laughs> she's breaking everything. Right. And she is a nexus being. So right. she's consistent in all the universes. So, yeah. Then that's that's, that's right. gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just that's this is what I do. I put my lap coat on, and I'm just like, yeah, this makes more sense if I put it in this perspective. I'm like, oh, plus you know, you use all the stuff that you read and whatever, and time travel, whatnot. But yeah, zombies. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of zombies, don't have much social media madness this week. Oh, thank God. I mean, Paul. <laughs> Oh, uh, we did get uh, so we did release the official drawing by Tim Jones of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Bambi. That was that was JD retweeted it, said, I love this. We didn't get a lot of reaction from it, other than you know, people some people were saying they loved it, they liked it. But thanks, Tim, you get your shout out for the week for that. You know, I wish you had gotten it done so we could have used it as the artwork for the episode, but. And the other thing was, the only thing that we got reaction, and I've been slacking on social media. I apologize. We talked about Aquaman's new suit, his stealth suit for the, what's it called? The Lost Kingdom. And uh, oh, okay. Tim Jones said, if it's a onesie, why does it need a belt? <laughs> to which Omega Level Nerds replied, no place to put the logo. <laughs> so this actually made me think. Like, I, I laughed at that and I thought it was funny, but then it's like, do, does a superhero, especially in 2021, need a logo on their costume? Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think about it. Most Marvel characters don't have, like, a logo, right? It's, yeah. It started with Superman's ass, Batman's bat. Wonder Woman's got WW on her chest for some reason. <laughs> that never made sense to me. No, nothing says Themyscira like a W. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it right there on the chest. Uh, <laughs> anyone else kind of skeeved out by this? No, on the chest. <laughs> and Aquaman's always been in his green orange with an A on his belt, mm. which I guess you could argue is for Arthur. Uh, Maybe it's a style choice. Maybe Edna just wants to be able to tell them apart. Ah, uh, so they're all made by Edna. Is that, <laughs> it is. Is that the secret here, John? Who makes them all, right? I actually like I've seen, I've read a story like like that about the the tailor. I think that was actually kind of funny because it's like there's a guy in the Gotham City who just makes all the costumes for everyone, and it's like even like somehow Robin suits ends up there in like Nightwing suit. Like eh, yeah, I it's, it's been it's been a trope that's been used in a lot of places. There was yeah. a tailor in Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, I love. There's how a tailor in Invincible. Yeah, like they keep their they, like I I forget who came up with it first. Might I think there was a, a one in the Batman the animated series too, 
I think that's where I heard it first was that yeah. one. And so, then like I, the black black lightning has he's a major character. He's the tailor, but he yeah. designed the costume and the gadgets and stuff. Garibaldi like, or no, not Garibaldi, yeah. whatever his name is. I mean, that makes sense opposed to like the first Spider-Man movie where he had a sweatshirt and a hood on that with a spite a spider spray painted on it. Then you just saw him drawing, and the next thing he's got a costume that no kid would have been able to make that's ever. I, that's what I said. I was like, yeah. so when did he get I guess spider bites give you seamstress abilities too. It's like, that don't make no sense to me. Especially something that. that can handle like, you know, yeah. road burn and right. You know, All the bullets. materials and stuff. <laughs> Where did you find this thing? Ah, the yeah, sale but... on nylon at Michael. Well, you was... wondered what kind of thread came out of his butt. So yeah. Ooh, different webbing. <laughs> <sighs> and then they spend a little more time in the amazing Spider-Man and then and then homecoming. It's just Tony's like, here you go. Here's a suit. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> or, sorry, so no more questions. Just take the micro suit and be done with it. Whatever. <laughs> we're going to explain it the MCU way. Yep. Nanobots. <laughs> That's how we do things. Nanobots. Nanobots do everything in the MCU. Ugh, well, that's that's John. That's it for social media madness this week. I feel a great weight lifting off my soul. <laughs> Till next week, then I'm going to just start posting stuff. And on that note, here's our, if you want to know how you can follow along and see that amazing picture of Teenage Mutant Ninja Bambi, here's our good friend Dee Scrant to tell you you can follow Superheroes Week. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And while we're here, Randy, why don't you tell the people where they can find Colt 45? Sure, why not? So, I am Randy Randy Savage of Colt 45 Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colt 45 Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube. You can also follow us on Twitch and all of your major podcasting apps at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcatcher in the Mouth. But you can come to Podbean where we love us. And if you want more of us, you can always come to patreon.com slash cult45podcast and get yourself an extra episode for a dollar. Yes, and I'm still waiting for my Patreon pick. Ooh, no, we're not doing that one. Yes. Stargate, right? No, yeah, we're not doing yeah, Stargate. No, yes, you are. Never. <laughs> I'll, come on and, I'll come on and do it with you guys. Maybe December. We'll see what happens in December. <laughs> December, I just let them all out as a big flush. Just to try and get him out of the, like, all right. all right. Well, well, if our fans are listening and you want to hear Cult 45 do Stargate because they crapped all over the TV show but never saw the original movie. I, I see 
seen the original. Let movie. us know. Oh, ah, okay. The show. The show ah. was awesome. I hear the show is awesome, but I just meh. <laughs> on that note, we'll take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and there isn't a lot of news, but a lot of trailers came out this week. Of course, the big one can't hit today as we're recording this. That is Hawkeye coming in this Christmas to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it looks good. I think. What do you guys think? I'll start with our guest. Our guest, Randy. It reminds me of the Huntress storyline from No Man's Land, where it's okay. like where a young and up and comer takes the mantle of something more dangerous to strike fear in the hearts of criminals around her. And, uh, and then, you know, because Hawkeye's not as much of a dick as Batman in that storyline, it it becomes more funnier. It's hilarity ensues now as we try <laughs> to train this one up to be more, you know, Avengery. And I'm like, you know, cool. I'm okay with this. I, I've only read this versions of Hawkeye in the Young Justice, which I know is coming because it's like you've already introduced Tommy and Billy, you've already introduced Patriot, you've already introduced, now we're introducing the young Hawkeye, and I'm like, and then you get Camilla Khan coming up soon, and it's like, oh, tell me you're not doing a Young Justice story without telling me you're doing a Young Justice story, and it's just like, come on. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, definitely. You mean uh, Young Avengers. Young Avengers. I I said Young Justice because that was was the first thing, I was DC Marvel (laughs) flopping in my head. (laughs) What about you, John? What do I think of it? It looks it looks like I mean, okay, WandaVision, a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what if a lot of heavy stuff? Uh Falcon and Winter Soldier, a lot of heavy stuff. This looks like I mean, it's it's set around Christmas. It 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 almost feels like a diehard movie. I I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Seriously, I can't wait yeah. to it it looked like it looked like they're gonna have fun with it, you know? So and and you know, we didn't see I don't think there was any scene in the trailer with Florence Pugh in it. No, I don't think I saw happened it. later, I'm sure. Yeah. But she's in, she's she's in every episode, I think. So no. it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's it looks like fun, you know, we're gonna get something like a, a little palate cleanser before we we get back into the this is this is the this is what you were saying. Like you know something that just cleanse the palate just you know a little bit lighter before we get into the heavy stuff with no way home and multiverse of madness and whatever i i agree because we're not dealing we're not dealing with world ending situations anymore yeah. it's just Monster. it's just a simple master <laughs> I, uh, archer who you know who who basically was a a master assassin for a while and just really simple just simple so, yes I, i'm <laughs> wondering i i this this trailer has left me wondering a couple things like like yeah where is the wife like are they separate it did she find out about his stint as ronin and was like i can't i i can't deal with that are you are you mm, sure that should be the reaction the you know he lose he loses you and he goes you know crazy and and wipes crime off the face of the planet while you're gone and when you come back that's what you do you say how how dare you she should be impressed i don't know i mean i'm just saying i'm just throwing a possibility out there and then is there going to be a dark undertone about their marriage because he st- doesn't stop fighting crime and he gives up being Hawkeye by the end of the show and, and gives it to, um, uh, what's the character's name? Uh, oh, uh, right. Kate Bishop. 
Kate Bishop. Yeah. She it gives it to Kate Bill. Bishop, and he walks away from being Hawkeye. And this is a t- passing of the torch. Sure, like a lot, the last hurrah. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, Jerry Runner is getting old, right? Like he's yeah. That was kind of the reason why we we're doing all this is like we're passing on people we can't have contracts anymore. Robert Downey Jr. is like hitting, you know, he's already past fifty, and it's like never mind. Jerry Jerry Runner is a strapping young man. He, he's he's one year oh, younger yeah. than I am. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's not old. He's not. He's old not old. old. He's a young man who can keep doing stunts and flipping things forever. Damn forever. straight. Uh, he's much virile, and his hair will stay exactly in the same spot. He was born in 1970. Oh my God, he's a year younger than I am. My that means God, that means, I, lo- I look old. Gosh. That means when he was doing Endgame and doing all those stunts and everything. Well, I guess that's why he was in a mess. He probably really wasn't doing the stunts. Uh, he yeah. was my age. Oh. I can't imagine. Uh. <laughs> it's okay. Time passes on. Everyone needs to, like, we're going to pass these on to the kids. And, like, here, kid, mm-hmm. you take this. You do the thing now. You do the thing for as long as you can do the thing or, or until we find someone else who will do the thing for you. <laughs> but, yes, no, I think we're all looking forward to it, definitely. And and we will see. Can't wait for Christmas time. Yeah. Then, then we got a couple of uh, DC trailers for animated shows this once a movie once a show this week the first one being the first look at aquaman king of the oh, king of atlantis mm. okay i've said this before and i'll say this again this is not a, this is not show is not geared towards us it's geared towards children obviously <laughs> you have young kids right randy yeah i got a boy but he wouldn't watch this show no, just, just cause it's it's too it's not flashy enough for him. You know, he likes the explosions and like uh, moving things, but like he doesn't he doesn't he hasn't seen regular show, which is what this cartoon is based off of, I'm sure. Because it has that's the same what it feels style. like, yeah. yeah. It has the same style and comedic timing, but it's just like this is so if it doesn't trigger seizures, it's not good enough. No, it's not. It's boring. <laughs> it's boring to him, but it's like I, I kind of have this itch in my neck now where it's like, yeah, instead of doing like adult themed shows with superheroes like Titans or, you know, making something else, like maybe like working on that Booster Gold or uh, Blue Beetle show that they're talking about, we're going to stick all the minorities on HBO Max. uh, But, you know, but first we're going to have a cartoon that we can sell toys on. And I'm just like, all right, let's see what you're doing. See, I, I know what you're doing, capitalism, but I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> well I, I, i've told this story before too i'll never forget my son was like six or seven when uh, teen titans go came out and mm-hmm. like i'm flipping around on tv and i'm like ugh, you know but then he's like real he's watching it and he's really into it and i'm like oh now i get it this isn't for me this is for him yeah. to sell you know get him interested in comic books and interested in the toys um but I, I could Jeff. be wrong. I could be wrong because Teen Titans Go had that 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 movie where they went back through time and then they had to watch Bruce Wayne get his parents murdered and they had to do it again. And I'm like, here, what? Bow. All right, he's Batman. Moving on. And I'm like, you guys, what? <laughs> but John, yes. you and I are closer in age. Randy's a little younger than us. Hmm. We grew up in the time of, of G.I. Joe, Transformers, and He-Man. Like, they weren't like kitty like this like what happened to 
No, no. Even even like the Bugs Bunny ones are Looney Tunes, Tiny Tunes, even Animaniacs. Like there's a, an element of silliness to it, but you scratch the surface and it goes way deep. You know, even even the old stuff, but like Bugs Bunny, you know, that sort of stuff. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I think you need to, kids are smarter than that. And yeah. yeah, I mean, if it's really, really flashy, you can hold their attention, but you can also hold their attention with much better material. And and I'm talking, I, I'm talking as somebody who, I never got into Teen Titans Go because I saw Teen Titans, the original, and right. way better, way, way more deep, much better, like actual storylines. But it and, didn't sell as many toys. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, the uh, market back then was much different than it is now. Right. You know, I've always been in this market, but there are a lot of people since Marvel jumped in with the the MCU that that are now where I am, where, yeah, they'll, they'll see something like that. Uh, you know, if, if it's really good, like, you know, Teen Titans or, or the Titans cartoon, the actual Titans animation, not Titans, a young justice, yeah, like, yeah. and they'll buy stuff, you know? And again, little kids, they have to control their parents into buying it. Us, we have liquid cash, right? You know? We we are more likely to buy much more expensive, <laughs> you know, keech. So I, I, I don't I don't buy any toys. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't buy toys. <laughs> I, buy I buy DVDs. I buy collectibles. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. I don't know no. why. I want, what are you talking like, about? So these yeah, were, I mean, like they're all collectibles. Yeah, <laughs> they're action figures. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Leave me alone. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, I just, I, I don't know where this dumbed down is coming from, or, or maybe it's because of Teen Titans Go was successful, but they're not all going to be like that, you know. Hell, even Powerpuff Girls has much more of a storyline and some darker tones than this crap. Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. It could also be an executive thing. I feel like a lot of these ideas come from people who don't have children, who don't interact yeah. with other kids, or like who just make an idea like, okay, kid version of Aquaman. They'll love it. Who cares? Yeah. And we well, can make all kinds of well, merchandise around it. And like, here, here's the thing. Justice League action. Mm -hmm. That had a, a deeper storyline in it. And it covered some, some dark stuff like, yeah, Booster Gold was an idiot in, all, in most of the episodes until you saw him in an episode where it followed him around behind yeah. the scenes and holy crap, he gave up his life. Like, you know, to, to save the universe. It's like, you, you just, it, there's just so much you can do with these things. They don't have to be just stupid. Yeah. I, I also find it interesting, you know, growing up in the age of super friends and then, uh, Oh God. Yeah. And Aquaman kind of became the joke of the justice league at that point. And then of course they, they, made him more badass in the comics but like people still have the image of aquaman from justice super friends and then I don't know. jason momoa plays him and they they really do make an effort to make him a badass again mm -hmm. no i mean to be fair i grew up in the age of justice league unlimited where aquaman oh. cut off his own hand to save his child well, like a yeah. badass so i and then i read the new 52 
Justice, uh, Justice League, where Aquaman literally summons all the sharks. To, he's like, so what's your power again? This. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now it's like, this kind of feels like, oh, well, they're making him a punchline again. Yeah. He's like, because you can't have, he could just, having a, a slew of singing white women at your beck and call smelling your sweater isn't, <laughs> isn't like something to bring the kids in. So it's like, okay, that, is, that version's not going to work for selling toys. That is maybe still the weirdest scene in the Snyder Cut. Oh my God. Maybe we make a version that's more like, okay, he's he's friendly and he, he's kind of an idiot. Like credit, I, Aquaman I, I, Brave and Bold, where he's like, outrageous. I love that guy. See again, this is this is the this is the WB. This is this is Warner Brothers screwing up another DC property. You know? Yep. Though, though granted, I know plenty of women that would love to sniff Jason Momoa's sweater. Hey, uh, <laughs> we can start selling pieces of it and see hey. how long it lasts. Oh hell, I'm curious. I mean, buy a lock, you heard buy it here a lock for- of Jason Momoa's hair wrapped in sweater. Forty nine ninety nine. You've heard it here first. 40, 40, yeah, forty nine ninety nine dollars <laughs> yes you, you've heard it here first uh folks john is now curious anyway uh <laughs> hey, he's a handsome man it's okay <laughs> oh it's all right we know. got a love connection going on oh, oh anyway uh <laughs> you do you guy <laughs> yeah you can find love wherever you can find it i don't i don't discriminate at all oh, okay <laughs> so we go oh, from yeah. so 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 we go from the goofy aquaman king of atlantis to the newest DC animated movie coming out, Injustice. A complete 180 in tone as well. Now, okay, so first off, I, besides me, has anyone played the video game? Nope. Yeah. No, John? It's nope. basically an excuse. They needed an excuse to have, you know, superheroes fight each other in, in a video game. And it's like, okay, Lo- Joker kills Lois Lane, destroys Gotham. So... Superman decides to start, you know, killing criminals. Starting it's an Elseworlds story. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're they're making it it's, yeah. an animated movie. It's literally an Elseworlds story. <laughs> so, so John, did you watch the trailer since you didn't play the game? What did you think? Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it'll be interesting to see it. Like, I've actually, on YouTube, they've, they've played all the cutscenes for Injustice, and I've watched yeah. them in there. They're interesting. They there was a Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. It was a DC animated movie that did a lot of this, and they also did this pretty much in Bruce Timm's Justice League Unlimited. Justice right? Lords. Yeah, the Justice Lords. So, and and in Crisis on Two Earths, they, it was pretty serious, you know. And I mean, the CW was... had the whole version of this in their Elseworld stories. So, yes. Yeah. So it's like. So yeah, it, it's like it's been around for a while. The idea and. Yeah, I'll be interested to see it. A lot of the the animated movies have been hit or miss lately, since they moved out of the Bruce Tim universe. And you know, like Red Sun was good. the The Killing Joke was bad. <laughs> you know, it's 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 hit or miss. Hush was eh. So or hush, not hush. Oh, I'd have to look it up again. There's like uh, there's the there, Long Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. No, Long Halloween. I think is coming out. No, oh, is it? We reviewed it on the show, John. Right, yeah. right. No, I you guys are doing the Dark Victory next, right? Right. Yeah, but I'm talking about the animated version. Oh, yeah. So, 
No, we, yeah. You remember you were waiting for disc two before we would review it on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It must have been hushed that I said. Like it's it's some of them were so bad I can't remember watching them now. No, it's, it's like fair. it. So and then All Star Superman was super was awesome. Like the best, the one of the best out there. So I, I'll I'll buy it. Because I at this point I have the entire collection. I might as well have this one too. Watch it, and then we can review it. I can give a quick review on it because you know why not. And are you excited there, Randy, for this? So I I have I I saw the trailer. I had to make content for my web for the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and in mine very it was I tried to keep them down to three minutes. It right. ended up being nine minutes, <laughs> so I had to cut it down a lot. But in these are the six minutes that I didn't put in there. This is lazy. <laughs> this is lazy. This is you're you're recreating animated footage of things you've already recreated. You already have this. Like you said, there's a three hour version of this on YouTube already. You can watch. You could read the seven volume version of this, you know, in, in comic comics, form. Yeah. And like where Constantine teams up with Trigon to defeat Superman. Come on. That would mm-hmm. be a more interesting story to watch. Yeah. The animation doesn't look great. You did not get. You didn't get Mark Hamill. You didn't get Kevin Conroy. So I'm definitely not coming. And it's just like, so what is your draw here? What is this besides you just made things to be making things then that you did for this? Because it's like, yeah, the DC animated stuff is getting kind of where it's like, if you don't start putting in big stars, like the the Jensen Eccles was the reason why I wanted to see the long Halloween. Hmm. That was the only reason I wanted to see Jensen Eccles play Batman a little bit. Right. But I still haven't seen it because I have no draw to go watch it. The hush thing, I was that's one of my favorite stories to read. But now I keep hearing about the animated thing and it's like, oh, it's not as good, you know. And I'm like, how did you mess up Poison Ivy using Superman to fight Batman and make it bad? What did you do? Yeah. What did you do? So like, (laughs) I mean, if you again, if you want to see a good version of that, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. It was put out in yeah. February of 2010, and you know it, it's still it's still within the Bruce Tim universe. So you have you know the same guy playing Superman and Batman, and you know all those voices are the same. The ones that you I mean, that everybody yeah, recognizes I, now. I'm just like, watch the YouTube thing if you really want to watch an Injustice thing. It's yeah. much better. Like, and it's. It's well, you know, it's like, and it goes on forever. And I get why they're doing this because they're like they're making things. I don't understand. I don't understand the DC animated movie thing. Like, I think they're trying to do too many. Like, they should slow down and maybe do one a year. Well, they're not. They're not putting them out because they're putting out good stuff. They're putting them out because we need this on the bottom line this quarter. Yeah, we need content more than anything else. We need stuff to sell. It's like I get that, but it's but give us. I think. And I guess people are buying them, but if we stop buying the garbage, maybe they'll make better movies. Like one well, of the issues with uh, the Long Halloween, I hadn't read Dark Victory until we just did it on the show last week, and mm-hmm. I read Dark Victory, and I'm like, oh, now it make now the animated movie makes more sense because they took elements from both stories and put them into the one movie, and it's like, Ooh. well, now you can't do Dark Victory. Uh, oh. You know, you can't follow up Long Halloween with Dark Victory. So what was the point? You know, to be sad now. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, I definitely don't want to watch it now. It's like, oh, okay, and like the the Dark Knight Returns. I actually read the book. No, I watched the show. I watched the animated movie first, and then I read the book. And I was like, okay, I like the movie a little bit better because it it goes faster. There's a lot. There's a lot less yeah. fat on it, mm-hmm. and it's like okay. But now that you've and I feel like that they could do that. They could like if they made a version that's 
leaner and faster than the book, then maybe it will work out better rather than like, we're doing an injustice thing and nothing else has changed about it's from the video game to the actual movie that we're making. We didn't, we didn't bother to like, we could have just done a CW injustice thing. We literally could have done that. Why not? Yeah. We got the we got the really handsome dude who plays Superman. He could have done it. We could have put in Mark Hamill as Joker just for just for giggles, and then he's barely there. And he dies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. And I, I, we've talked about this on the show a lot. I don't know. DC doesn't know what to do with Superman anymore, and it's a shame. You know, and they try to make this argument like, oh, you can't have a good someone that's just good anymore. It's like. They're, they're still kind of doing that with Captain America over at Marvel. Like, oh. you know, they, they changed, they tweaked them a little bit, but he's still this, basically the same character. Look at Chris Evans' trailer from the movies. It's like, that is Captain America. You can do it. Like, they're proving it. Like, you don't have, you don't need a dark Superman. You don't need him evil. I just yeah. always said, it's like, if you're going to create a Superman character, a character is like God, you have to give him problems that he couldn't just punch. So it's like, you right. got to create a lot of problems for him to be like, all right, well, Lois needs milk. And then, pff, all right, well, we got the milk, it's done. And it's like, well, now we like, there's that whole, there's a whole comic about Batman, Superman, Lois, and Catwoman going to the carnival, right? And I would watch an animated version of that. Just those guys hanging out, doing things. It doesn't yeah. have to be a big catastrophe. It could just be a normal date. And then having the conversations in between where like Lois and Superman are talking about Batman is like, man, I don't know what his problem is, but I'm really worried that he just might snap one day. <laughs> and then you cut over to Bruce and he's like, I'm really worried that this godlike alien might snap one day and kill us all. <laughs> and it's just like, right. And then they meet and then Lois and Catwoman shake hands like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I don't know you. You're an intrepid reporter. And aren't you a famous jewel thief? And it's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Let's go hang out with our boyfriends. <laughs> what am I watching? And like, at least it would be different than just punch, punch, fight, giant fight thing and laser eyes. And then we're done, right? We all go home. But I don't know. I want to see more human stories with these godlike characters, which would make them more interesting. And that's why All-Star All Superman, that animated movie yeah. was awesome. And they already did the one where the two of them are looking at each other going, I'm worried about the other guy. It's called Justice League Doom. It was put out in 2012. Yeah. And it's a, another yeah. one of the best ones they put out where somebody steals all of Batman's protocols for handling each member of the Justice League and starts putting those protocols into use. There's a lot of that back and forth too in the comic where public enemies, where like mm -hmm. literally you're hearing the inner monologue of Superman and Batman. And it's like, yeah, but sometimes I forget how strong he is when he's weak like this. And it's like, I've, you know, he's he's so heavy on top of me. And it's like, are you all right, Bruce? And like, yeah, I'm fine. Jeez, <laughs> Catonians are fat. <laughs> They're dense. They're, They're dense. Yeah. We're dense, Clark. Leave me alone. Don't, don't body shame me. <laughs> but, but, just, <laughs> just, just to put a, a pin in the fact that WB had, doesn't care about quality control these days and he's just putting out crap, yeah. Batman Ninja, one of the absolute worst things ever animated period end of story oh, absolute one. no freaking sense no plot line and just just in just insanity at the end like it's an it, excuse to do an anime style fight with uh, batman and joker not even that i mean it was literally transformers in the Edo era of japan like yeah well it, that's yeah it that's was just it, got, yeah. it was so stupid oh, that's and like I, I, I like all animation, 
even the bad stuff is has got some quality to it. That thing, I am sorry I ever put eyes on that thing. <laughs> it's the only one I have in my, in, in my collection. Yeah, that, thank, like I put face down. <laughs> thankfully, I didn't buy it. My brother, like, really, he loves that kind of stuff and he loves Batman. And he loves the DC movies. Like, like, he ran out to get that and he's like, this is terrible. And he let me borrow it. And I'm like, you're right. This is terrible. This is garbage. <laughs> what did you do? Like, I did nothing. They made this. This is garbage on their and, side. And I supported it. I bought it. Oh, God. Why did I do that? Uh, well. Moving they, on. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking of garbage from Warner Brothers, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. had, uh, we, had, we had a wonderful movie come out in 1999 called The Matrix that changed filmmaking forever. Yeah, it's too bad they never made a sequel. And to then that. they had yep. Then would have been would have been nice. Then they had two <laughs> two movies that came out and destroyed the trilogy. I, so, I don't know what you're talking about. You're forming words, but they're not making nope, any sense. Not in this universe. This is a, <laughs> this place. Keanu just became an action star of other things. Yes. <laughs> so the trailer for Matrix Resurrections has now come out. So we get a, our first actual look at this movie. I'm gonna hold my. I'm gonna hold my opinion. I want to hear. I want to hear you guys first. So, so Randy, what did you, what did you think? <sighs> so again, I had to make a three-minute video about the Matrix <laughs> for my YouTube. A three-whole minutes. Oh man, you three-whole minutes. <laughs> so now I have this ten-minute video that I need to cut down to three minutes. <laughs> so what happened was, and I, I, we in our, we had a whole three-episode arc with Montego. Yep. Watching all the Matrix and. I was like, I could do, I could teach a class about the first Matrix movie and, and explain why the last two Matrix movies are basically just redundancy. There's no reason for them. They don't need to exist. So now we're here at Matrix 4 and it's, oh, I have questions. I have more questions than I have answers, but none of my questions can fill a whole hour. So it's like, so how are you going to fill an hour with any of the kind of questions you could come up with? And so then my brain was like, well, you know how they're going to do it. It's going to be a lot of slow-mo. It's going to be a lot of action stuff. It's going to be a really attractive Asian character that that's going to just obscure the plot Jessica, holes. Jessica Henwick, who Jessica Henwick. you know can wash some of that Iron Fist stink off of her. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I she was the only reason I watched Iron Fist. <laughs> and then, she's man. the only one there who actually practiced the the stunts. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. I was just like, uh. We were talking about like we can't do Iron Fist anymore, not after Shuck G. And it's like, sure we can. We can keep one character and everyone else can just get white, can just washed away. Nice. And it's like, yeah, we'll keep the one character with the cool sword and then we'll see what happens. But Matrix 4, just like, I I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care enough about these characters from 20 years ago to be like, oh, they're back. Yay. No, I don't care. I wanted you guys to finish the movie and be cool with it, be done with it. Because unless they're going to talk more about the the prison that we've kept ourselves in through technology and medication, I guess is what they're going for, where it's like, yeah, we're still stuck in our matrix bubble where we cannot really see the forest for the trees. And we're constantly just working to like help this machine, this industrial complex out and then kill ourselves slowly while we do it. And there's no reason to make this movie. There's no reason to go back to be like, 
we're still stuck in the matrix. There's nothing we can do about it. Capitalism has won. They're still bleeding us dry until we're dead and using our bodies to feed the other worker bees. There's nothing we can do about it. I don't know. I just, you know, three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way it'll probably come out, you know? What about I, you? I, what about you, John? I smell soft reboot. Mm. I think I think they're gonna soft reboot this. Like, yeah, as as far as I remember from the Animatrix, it's in canon that after what happened in Revolution, that that all the humans were stuck in Zion and they were supposed to stay there, and that was it, and that was the treaty. And the it's in canon that they they overpopulated, had to start they went to try and start a second city and the machines finally wiped them out. So like, where does this go from, from that? I, I think they're just going to soft reboot it. I think they're going to bring this. It's called resurrections. They're going to bring Neo and Trinity back. I don't know what the storyline is going to be at this point, really. I mean, like once they come out of the, out of the matrix, are they going to finally shut the machines down? Is that it? I don't know. But like, between all, all the stuff that's in canon, Animatrix and the last and the, the crap last two movies, there was nowhere to go from there. None. They killed everybody off. I mean, so this has got to be this is going to be like a, a Friday the 13th soft reboot, mm. you know? So, Lightning uh, bolt brought them all back. Yeah. <laughs> or, or their consciousness was all was stuck in the in the Matrix. And, you know, there's nothing that stopped to stop the machines from giving them new bodies. So my, my, my thought about the plot was going to be because in the third movie they were talking about, or second movie, they're talking about it. Zion was dying. It was running out of food and water already and adding uh-huh. more people to Zion at the end with releasing everyone would just accelerate that process. They were already running low on resources. Right. And that's why that Haman guy was down there looking at it. Like, I don't know how we're going to keep the water to feed the million people we have in here and then add another half a million on top of that. And it's like, well, Eventually, the machines will realize this and be like, yeah, we'll let you all go all at once. And then those who want to stay can stay and build in this utopia that we've created. Or you can go outside and play with the rest of the kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, the rest of the kids who are eating each other now. So it's like, uh, I think because because Neo is a part of that matrix code, which is it's part of the equation to keep everyone happy. There has to be somebody who wants to get out and keeping that guy docile keeps the matrix running. So as long as he's fine with his blue pills, he's okay. But then one day he's just like, I'm not fine. I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy. I want to find love again. And then he finds that one person, that instant spark, and it brings it all back to him. And he's like, oh, I can have love again. And then that's when the like, Oh crap, we got to go kill the sad man. Someone because, kill the sad man. Right. Because, because in, in Canon, yeah. All the ones before him had picked saving humanity over their their love. Right. He's the only one that picked Trinity over everything. And the machines couldn't figure out why. It was right. like, are you insane? Why? Even for the collective good, you should make this choice, this rational choice of saving everyone and sacrificing this one person, which you, she's going to die anyway, no yep. matter what you do. She's going to die from old age, from starvation, from disease. In here, she'll be immortal, but out there, she's gonna die. And they're like, he's like, no, but she won't be the person I fell in love with. Exactly. In here, right. and it's just like, ah, oh, I don't I get, get you. <laughs> and, I get you, dum dum. And, and just to put it, just just to add again, it's called resurrection. 
Right. I was saying they could give them a new body. They already know that they can transfer a personality code into a human body because of what's Smith. his face? Because of Smith. Because right. Smith, yeah, Smith transferred his code into other people's brains. Yep. That was something they figured out. It's like, oh, so this virus that he built, we could establish a base code right. on that. And Trinity could be the new Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my initial issue is that Trinity, Neo, and Morbius all died. Well, Morbius died in the video game. But yeah, that's another story. Like, and that's I, canon, but no mm -hmm. one's uh, the five people who played the video game knew it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which it makes it interesting that they brought the same actors for Neo and Trinity back, but got a newer actor for Morbius. I guess Lawrence Fishburne was like, "Ah, this is this is too much for me. I'm not going back." Yeah, he's like, after John Wick, I'm not doing another John Wick. <laughs> this is John Wick with magic powers, and I was like, I don't but, care. But my my real impression from this is. Force Awakens, you're trying really hard to capture the magic from that first movie and kind of like excuse the other two and bring us back to point zero that we were at the first Matrix. And what is the Matrix and blue pill and red pill? And it's like, we've already gone down the rabbit hole. I don't, yeah. we don't need to go down the rabbit hole again. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's probably like just a soft reboot. Like they're yeah. going to, they're going to bring that magic back so you can, you start feeling good about it. And well, then, and then we'll find out what they do. Why, that's why, what the is, is nostalgia. Yeah. Follow the nostalgia. Yeah. I also don't, I also don't understand like Sad. they got rid of the green tint aspect of when you're in the matrix. Like that was a big thing about that movie. And now it's just like, nah, we're going to get rid of that. Like you don't have to feel uneasy in the matrix anymore. Yeah. Uh, so but then, like I think it was more about like because that green tint represented that screen that you always look at them right. being stuck behind that screen but now with our everything's bright and shiny and like super HD and that cloud sign like this is it doesn't like as somebody has said online it's like it looks too clean and I'm like of course it does because it's a simulation it's supposed to be clean it's supposed to be street like straight lines and perfect graphics and stuff like that and it's like Everything looks awesome. Everything's perfect. Everyone's on time. Nothing's wrong. And it's like, but there's something wrong with this. Like, why is everything so perfect? Yes. That's not how life works. It's not how life works. <sighs> Zombies. <laughs> Zombies. <laughs> That's how life works. Well, I don't know. I, I have to see another trailer to see if it changes my mind. But at this, I'm like, at this point, I'll just wait for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Three out of five. <laughs> Well, on that note, boys and girls, we'll take our last commercial break and we'll be right back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. Here we go. We're a week behind all the other podcasts, but. Uh, so, par for course for us. But, but Randy doesn't get to talk about new movies on his podcast. Only on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Colt 45. I was about to say, unless, unless it's on their <laughs> nice. Patreon. But on the main show, you guys talk about cult movies. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's questionable how cult it is. <laughs> I like to pick movies that people would be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then that's the reaction I look for. Like, you guys seen Equilibrium? And like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. That's, that's <laughs> as far as I want to go. More than anything, like, you've never thought about this movie until someone brought it up. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. So, like, if they come out with a new movie about Jonestown, you, you can do that because it's a cult? Sure. We'll <laughs> do that. That'll be something that'll get Movies about numbers. cults. I like that. Yeah. Uh, about cults. It's really bad because, like, uh, 
<laughs> everywhere else is like cold 45 make america great again and i'm just like that's nah, not our it's not our style guys if anything we're the exact opposite of that <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about johnstown we're here to talk about shang chi the latest of the marvel movies so far as of this recording 257.6 million worldwide box office Japan, including china right that's not including China. It's apparently not coming out in China at this point. And uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 92% from the uh, critics and 98% audience score. Nice. And, uh, of course, we polled our audience on the on this and we asked them what they thought. We gave them four choices. I said, loved it. It was okay. Worst Marvel movie. And who's Shang-Chi? <laughs> We got 0% worst Marvel movie. It's like, come on, Thor the Dark World's still here, guys. Come on. 6 6% <laughs> said it was okay. 12% said Shang Hu. And then 82% said loved it. So obviously, people are enjoying this movie. So let's see. We got Royally Rumbled said we loved it. And Ziggy said so great. Cool. So, all of that saying, let's go around. Let's give our initial non-spoiler reactions to the movie we'll start with john since you saw it first when it actually came out this doesn't feel like a marvel movie except a little bit at the end this feels like a good karate movie like you know a good old like spaghetti western type everybody was kung fu fighting action film and it it was glorious it was just glorious of course it is still a Marvel film. And so there are so many Easter eggs in this that's leaving us all scratching our heads. Like, oh, hey, well, Wong, how you doing? <laughs> we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. I know, I know. I mean, that, that's in the trailer, so it's not like yeah. it's a spoiler. But but the, the but yeah, I mean, like, I loved it. I want to see it. I want to see it again, you know? I... Randy? I have been to the movie theaters three times this year. The first one was for Spiral. The next one was for the what was it there was another movie we did not spiral that's anyway, been great it was all it was a great movie i definitely saw it and i definitely remember it <laughs> eventually and it was this movie shang chi and yeah i have been terrified to go to the movie theaters because of, you know covid and whatnot and it was so relaxing and so much of a weight off my shoulders to be in a movie theater again and watching something so funny and action-packed and just it was nice to see that Marvel big and brass, like, you know, just coming at you again. And that was a normal theater, like normal size. And then mm -hmm. I spent a couple of days and I dropped another $12 to go watch it in IMAX because I wanted it bigger. I wanted it in my face. Yeah, because you're right. It, besides the end and the big Marvel logo in the beginning, this is your, this is true to form kung fu action film like this is an episode of dragon ball z that met a, a movie of jackie chan and had a wonderful love child and then <laughs> they met they met like some kind of uh avatar the last airbender you know really hot goth chick and just had another super kid and this is that super kid right here <laughs> much better than the dragon ball movie which you know much really better than that yeah much better huge. than that garbage movie i'm talking like the all the warm, fuzzy feelings you feel for Dragon Ball, that's in this movie. There's yeah. literally a scene 
it just like you're watching Goku, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I will say that it's very enjoyable. It's very good. I mean, it's funny because there are people that are like, oh, this is the best Marvel movie ever, and I'm kind of feeling like that far. I was about to say, I'm not going to go that far. It's very good. I would put it in the top 10, maybe top eight. I'm still partial to the Spider-Man and, and Cap. And, but I also kind of feel like that's, that's a residual of like not going to the movies for so long. So you go and see a spectacle like this and like, it's so amazing. I mean, Joey, my God, like, so you just like creaming all over this. And I also can understand if you like Kung Fu movies, like, yeah, like definitely there's, there, there's, there's an appeal there as well. And it's it's also i'm gonna say this there's parts of it that are very surprising like i said this when we looked at the trailers so the first one i was like i just felt like this was a kung fu movie the mm. second trailer i'm like okay now it feels like a superhero movie and then when by the time you get to the third act well we'll get into that yeah so on that note if you have not seen shang chi yet i recommend that you turn this podcast off you go listen to it continue li- and then come back and here are all the spoilers if you have seen it, keep listening. And if you don't care, well, here we go. We've gotten that out of the way. All right. So what shocked me is by the time you get to the third act, it's then a fantasy movie. Like Chinese legend fantasy, like like totally unexpected. Knights and armor and dragons. And I'm like, where, where did this come from? I was not expecting this. This is really cool. <laughs> yeah yeah but okay i want to say something before we get too deep and it's it's something that's been bothering me when we walked out of the theaters me and my son like i said there was four other people that was a mother and her young son like they were gone they didn't stay for the after credit scene it's like oh you've never seen a marvel movie Uh, (laughs) and then for 10 years guys come on and these two guys i would say they're like in their like mid 20s right mid mid to late 20s and we're all the, the four of us are walking out of the theater at the same time. They're behind us. And the one guy turns to the other and goes, oh, that was almost as bad as Black Widow. Oh, it's just terrible. It made my son look at each other like, what? What movie was they watching? What movie? Were they asleep? <laughs> well, here's, one I, here's my question, right? Like, great movie, great character introduction. But is the formula, is the Marvel formula starting to get old? To, to normies. Story to normies. I mean... To, to not, why is it like it's the same storyline that you it's the hero of a thousand right. faces okay it's the same one we've been listening to for a thousand years it's right like, i what, i agree what <laughs> it, i mean fine the western motif is about to catch up on us okay so we're gonna run out of but the thing about the marvel movies is like the best ones aren't superhero movies they're something else pretending to be superhero movies like oh, captain yeah. america and a winter soldier spy thriller being a superhero movie shang chi kung fu we, fantasy dragon this wars marvel movie and it's like no. my son my son <laughs> first thing he said is like wow that felt like a jackie chan movie that's why i chose the jackie chan movie for the episode we did the parallel <laughs> yes because i knew it felt like a jackie chan movie <laughs> yes yeah so exactly i mean the the as long as the movies, uh, as long as they, as in the future with Shang Chi, when they, as long as they're continually doing more of the like the the bus choreography, mm-hmm. we're good. Oh. I don't want it to completely devolve <clears throat> into the last. So, thing. right. As long so, as we're not doing Arrowverse 
martial arts in our major motion picture, we should be fine. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going to say this. I still say, I mean, and people can fight me on this, I don't care. I still say my favorite superhero movie of all time is Spider-Man 2. And one of the reasons is the subway scene with Doc Ock and Spider-Man, right? Or the elevated train, whatever. Man. The bus scene is a very close second to that scene for me right now. Like, that was amazing choreography. Well done. I want to know how much was practical and how much was CGI. Because <laughs> it's like, it looks really good. I like that same scene, but for a different reason. Where it's like, I like the end of that scene. Where all in New York is standing between him and Doc Ock. And it's like, yeah. if you want Spider-Man, you got to go through me. And I felt those same kind of emotions. Like, when... Sean's in front of his dad in front of the dark gate. And she's like, she's not back there. Mm-hmm. As much as I want it to be true, she is not back there. Please, for your family, you need to stop. And it's like, and that moment, just like he's he was so ready. <laughs> like, and then they have a really another cool fight. And yeah. and he's like just powering over that command man. And I was like, ah. <laughs> And, and and good for Marvel on getting a good villain. Oh, like, yeah. Their villains are getting much better. Like, you know, no, we, we felt for the father. Who, who's the villain? The father. Well, the, te- I mean, the, kind technically of... the Mandarin, right? Technically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, isn't it the, what, what did they call the demon? Ton- What's the that? Soul sucker? The, the soul mega, sucker? The mega soul sucker? Yeah, but they had, they had like, they kept on like the dark one or the, yeah, the, the one in uh, the dark. You mean the thing that's tied to Galactus, right? The that it's it's literally canon that it's tied to, to Galactus. Yes, yes. That's no. the thing that that shattered the Enron crystal, which then rebooted the whole universe. And that and the only person other person to survive it besides that thing was the guy who became Galactus. Oh. Yes. Information. Yes. <laughs> so so this that thing might be a, a much bigger problem going on at some point i don't i mean or they may have just used it as a one shot i don't know but Ooh. it could it could possibly come back because well, it's on the are, same level as the rings as, are calling to somebody the rings are calling to someone yeah, yeah. it's 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 on the, the same level as a lot of the other dark was it the shadow lords or whatever right what's the, the like the the fear eaters for, i forget like not mephisto but in all seriousness not mephisto but who's the one that, who's the the guy who like invades people's dreams and eats their food? um nightmare nightmare, nightmare. Yeah. yeah he yeah. it's it, he, that that thing's a contemporary of nightmare like Ooh, they're right. they're it's only a little bit lower level apparently than nightmare even though it's been around since the dawn of that universe that entire multiverse basically but the other great thing about the bus scene is it's so early in the movie and it establishes the tone quickly mm-hmm you know, you're not Dweller like, in the dark, by the way. Well, that's it. Dweller in the dark. That's the thing. Yes. But Darkness. yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, again, it sets the tone. Of course, you know, we're calling him Sean still at that point. But I love that it wasn't, I will say that, like, I was kind of expecting a, 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 a more of an origin movie where he would be like learning some Kung Fu. I love that. Like, no, he's already, no. he's already yeah, a master. Right. He's already established. <laughs> like, they don't he's hiding that from his friend aquafina i can't think of the character's name uh, katie katie he's hiding that from katie until you know his dad's soldiers come to get him and yeah and then we get that amazing scene and then it's like oh i'm gonna go i have to go find my sister in china and it was like i'm going with you who who here would let their friend <laughs> go with them in that situation 
<laughs> well, they're, be- they're best friends and she can drive like a maniac so. yeah it's like she she's as bullheaded as like he is if not more so so it's like there's no way she's not coming and then like the whole thing's a vanity trap and i'm just like oh i can't believe you like i figured it out i found your sister like i wasn't looking for you what oh no <laughs> yeah i'm a dumb dumb yeah i kind of like which which add to the character because he's like I'm a great martial artist but I'm not entirely very intelligent you know it's like I'm not a super I'm not a super genius I just fell into this should, really he, easy trap he should have realized when he was an underground fight club like it's not, it's and not like he spent like 18 hours flying there to be like she really sent you a postcard like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which gets to the most confusing scene of the entire movie and it, it's uh, it's okay so we're now at the point where they can just throw weird stuff at us in an mcu movie we accept it because mm-hmm. we we're like they're going to eventually pay this off right and we get wong fighting abomination who yep. we haven't seen abomination since incredible hulk and then it seems like oh they're actually working together it's fake wrestling type fighting guy or training or training yeah. or train yeah that's what my son kept saying like wong is training abomination for something yeah and and when they opened up the the, the was it the use the sling ring to open up a portal it looked like that they were going back to that big prison in the in the water to the raft to right. the raft yeah so so it, but you know maybe abominations being trained for the firebolts or whatever or thunderbolts thunderbolts yeah possibly <sighs> Although I don't know why, how how they would have gotten Wong to do the training, but like obviously they've been doing it for a while, so because they're like friends. Feel that they're they're putting together like a Dark Avengers or a Thunderbolt, but why would Wong be involved with that? Exactly. Yeah. I I like it's more. I feel like if that's the case, because in my mind it was going to be, I was like, they should do an Agents of Atlas show now because it's like we're having more Asian American characters and stuff like that, and we still have, you know, Daniel Park just sitting out there waiting for more to do. And I'm just like, come on. It'd be so cool to have him come from WandaVision and then lead a team of like minority characters to fight crime and punch evil. And we can finally bring back, you know, Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and like, oh, Quake was here the whole time. It's canon now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yep. <laughs> they could have done a Heroes for Hire. That they could have cool. done a lot of things. We're not... It's not over yet. We can no, you know. no, that's true. <laughs> we that's recasted true. everyone else. You know, Charlie Cox, the only one. Charlie Cox and Kristen were the only one who re-signed with Sony or Marvel to recast their same characters. So it's like, yeah, the guys. I know, you know, Michael Coulter is doing Evil season three now, where he gets to bang the cute one, and I don't know what else. What what's his face is doing, but I don't care. <laughs> but it's uh, like, I, I it's. I was I, Michael Coulter was like perfect as Luke Cage. He was. I was like, ah, it's okay. And I say this, and I say this as a straight man. He's a beautiful man as well. Like, That's right. I, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna find a find another man that that, that meets his caliber. But you know, uh, what do yeah. I know? We'll see. Yeah, but like, and, and here's here's the thing I'm confused on, and, and we can spend hours talking about that. Is that supposed to be the same abomination from the Incredible Hulk? Because they change his look a little bit. Or is it a rod? It is the same one. I'm not a rod. A bomb, not a rod. A bomb. No. Everybody, everybody's been saying it's the same one. Yeah. It's the same one. Okay. Mostly because like Tim Roth is uncredited in this movie. 
but as the abomination. I mean, but all he did was all he did was growl. So I hey, mean, he got a paycheck for it, so it counts. <laughs> hey, if what's his face gets a paycheck for Groot, Groot's voice, right? I mean, like, yeah, Ben Diesel says, can get him Groot. Groot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then, and then they just leave. Yeah, it looks like you're right. It does look like they're going back to the raft. I'm like, that wouldn't be cool. That this better, I forgot about that. This better pay off. And, and the funny thing is, like, if if you on YouTube, there's a, a channel called Hishi, how it should have ended. Uh huh. Mm. And in every one of the Marvel movies, they 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 do like for all a lot of movies, they do how it should have ended, right? And all the Marvel movies, Wong is always the the Wong is the one that saves the day every time. Yeah. Like, and if you think about it, he could have done, he could have like won every battle, you know, just like, you know, mirror dimension or cutting people in half with a with a portal or right. you, you name it. Like Wong could Take have won. Every, yeah, he could have gone to Wakanda <laughs> and just just you know, uh, mirror dimensioned the entire army there. Done, you know. So so it's it's just like in in the end of every he she is he's like you know mirror dimension, Whoa. <laughs> and then and then he rides off to the sunset. Yep. So it's like so I you know, I I'd watch a whole thing with Wong. He's cool. Mirror dimension. Wong. All right, all right. Back, back. Wong. Back to to Shang, and then so of course he gets tricked into fighting, and then ends up obviously. Who saw this coming a mile away? He fights his sister. Yeah. It's a, that's a minor scuffle. <laughs> it's a Marvel movie, you know. This it's is how coming. you get exposition out of the way. They can't just sit and have a cup of coffee. They're gonna have to do something. So it's like I have them put them in a fight, and then they can talk to each other about why their feelings are messed up. It's like oh, okay, that's how we save ourselves some time. Yes. At, at some point, some movie's gonna be like, and then the next scene is they sit down and have a cup of coffee, and and just like yeah, we're inverting your expectations. <laughs> I think um, I might write that. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh my God. Why is my, my brain is blank tonight? His sister's name. Her name is Zaling. Zaling? Yeah. Zain, 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 Zain. Zaling. Zaling. Right, okay. So she obviously wins, you know, because yeah. it's her fight club. He hasn't fought yet. I, I, that's another thing. I'm not a kung fu master. No one's a kung fu master here. I took a couple of classes when I was younger so I can critique things. Like- <laughs> Or probably all cheeseburger masters, but like he hasn't fought in ten years. Like that's one of the things that kind of got me. It's like he was practicing every morning, though. They showed they showed like he, when he woke yeah. up, the first thing he did it's was he's drop not and really trying. Is the other thing too is like he's really just trying to get like no no I'm not fighting you. I want to talk, and yeah. she's like I'm not talking. I'm kicking you in the face. Yes, brothers and sisters, and I- <laughs> siblings. So she wins, they go off, and then we realize that it's a trap, and we get a scene. She runs away, but then comes back to save them. But we get a scene that I have seen in a Jackie Chan movie, and that, of course, is the fight on the scaffolding, the bamboo scaffolding on the building. And I have seen that in at least one Jackie Chan movie before. If not a dozen of them. Because <laughs> it's like, it's every, every, you know... It's like, do they still use bamboo to build skyscrapers now? And I'm just like, I they guess. in China. It's cheap. <laughs> it's it's a it's a quick renewable resource. Yeah. You know, it's, it's strong. That, it's strong, but it's not like twenty stories strong. I mean, yeah. And I'm just like, okay. Well, then I'm just. I didn't think that hard about it when I was watching it, but now that I'm looking at, it, I'm just like, eh, I don't know about. Why wouldn't you just switch to aluminum? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? 
I don't care. It because it's reminiscent of like like you said, all the Jackie Chan movies, all the kung fu movies that involve uh-huh. you know bamboo fights off the side of a building, or that or literally that scene in Rush Hour where he did the same thing and like bent the bing over and or what was that? There was Police Story Three had that scene where he was fighting and bending the bamboo and smacking the guys back and forth. Right. And, like, and it's just like, yeah, we're or or, or or Kung Fu Panda. Or Kung Fu Panda, where he did the same thing. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's, I think that's where my son and I were basically like, yeah, this is a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. No, but it, I mean, it's, you know, it's a good fight. I mean, I think, you know, there's a little bit of the Marvel element thrown in where the, they're throwing explosives and they're not just, they're not just throwing stars or arrows. They have explosives on them because this is a comic book movie. We're not just a Kung Fu movie, people which is probably a very important element to keep in mind when you're watching this. And then, of course, Daddy shows up, and I don't know. I I mean, I understand it's removing the plot along, but, like, he didn't really, like, he was just like, okay, I'll go with you. It kind of felt like he didn't try to run or anything, just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think of that? Well, that's the thing. They picked a villain who, you know, he had emotional ties to the main character. Like, and as a backstory, and it's kind of a tragic backstory, you know, including the raping and the pillaging, very tragic. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, but like, you know, it's, it's, and this, this is, this kind of story has been done before. He met, he, he met the love of his life. He changed for her. And then she was tragically taken away. And of course, he'd be much more than backslid. Right. And now he's going through trauma. And the problem is that, you know, he he's powerful enough that he doesn't have to listen to anybody who's trying to help him through that trauma. So, you know, what do you, what do you get out of that? Uh, soul-sucking demons using you. Unfortunately, I'm not that powerful. No. But, uh. but, the, I don't know. but the, the thing is, like, it, it's a it's a very it, it's a it's a villain that that's very relatable, which yeah. makes makes a very good a, a very good foil for for Shang Chi. Yes. And he's not a chicken dish. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of, that's one of the things that, that kind of bothered me because obviously they wasted Man- the Mandarin for Iron Man 3. So well, no, he, I mean, they didn't, I mean, I now, mean, they, they've made it canon now where he, they, you know, he, yeah. he was, you know, he, I mean, they, they took him, they, they went made, and got the guy. It acting. made more sense now after this. Like, and yeah. that was the other thing about this movie is like, it, it retcons a lot of things where it's like, the Ten Rings, like, yeah, they were a thing. They were a thing here, and then they stopped being a thing somewhere in, like, 96. But then by 2006, when Iron Man supposedly takes place, that they're back. That, mm-hmm. that was somebody, right. was, somebody was using, was kidnapping Tony Stark while he was in that cave. And it was the Ten Rings, the original, right. you know, B-80 aces. And, like, what? Sean goes off and does his mission at age 14, which would be somewhere near 2000, what, 2010? 2010. So not that far along. Right. So it's like, so we were had we had this discussion on the Patreon. It's like, is it is it the real Tim Rings or it was just a faction or just something? I honestly believe it was this guy, not the Mandarin, but an organization so powerful that they could kidnap a billionaire and hold him for ransom. And it's like, that was the idea until... They're like, fine, kill him, and then I'll give you all the weapons you want, and he escapes. And it's just like, oh, damn, now what are we going to do? Yep. We created a superhero. 
That sucks. <laughs> Apparently they created two. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, there was a part of me that wanted to see this guy come back, you know, Sue Wynn come in and try to get rid of the iron monger and like, Nope, he's got it. And then he walks off. It's like, Nope, he's got it. Yeah. I don't have to, I don't even have to get involved. I can just stay in the shadows. It's like, whatever. And, but the, having this character who like, who not only is going through, cause Marvel's doing a lot with grief lately where it's like people who are, people who are suffering, people who are like having trauma and stuff like that. People are losing people in real life. And now they have to deal with that loss in their own way. And it's just like Marvel's being good about showing what happens when you let grief and trauma extend into obsession into, yep. you know, into like not letting go, not, not moving on or like trying to deal with it being, you know, letting it process into something that you can use, like, you know, a problem that dark energy becomes something that you can use for positive good, something like that, rather than like, Oh, just festering and boiling. And, and like, it's in my head and she's talking to me and now I have to go kill things. Basically the John wick effect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I keep saying I'm one lab accident away from becoming a Marvel villain uh, <laughs> or super suit. You just need to know. Oh, yeah. well, that, that'll work too. Yeah, yeah. Or works. just a meteor of cool rings need to fall from the sky, and you're like, yes! The rings that we don't know where they came from yet. Yeah, could, yeah. Or who they came from. Or when or they part came of from. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. part of time they came from, yeah. from he but, who shall remain <laughs> named. But then speaking of. But <laughs> have been named. But, yeah, yeah, who have been named. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of, of Iron Man 3 and the Mandalorian, then uh, we find out that Trevor. Is that the compound our Mandarin from Iron Man 3? And, oh, my God, what's the name of the, the little guy? Mar- Mar- Maurice? Maurice. Maurice. Everyone wants, everyone wants a Maurice now. Everyone's new favorite character. Those are technically, in Chinese folklore, they're creatures of chaos and cause trouble, way more trouble than Loki could ever have, you know, wanted to. Well, Maurice was help- very helpful in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, he just wanted to go home. It's, so. He had a purpose to go home. That was yeah. like, like once he was there, he was like, I don't care what happens. It was it was nice to you know they they actually like the the all the weird animals that they they showed like they put little things in that were very accurate to the uh, mythologies. It was really cool. It was like it changed the whole tone of the movie when he's like, oh what where are we now? What's going on? <laughs> Oh my god, Does yeah. That butt have wings? What? <laughs> yeah, Ben Kingsley. I was trying to think of the actor's name. My god, he steals the show. He is such a good actor. It's just like he's an actor acting like an actor who's an idiot. Yes. And it's just perfect. So like we were talking about it, and it's just like if you've ever seen the movie Blood Rain with Ben Kingsley in it, you will see Ben Kingsley giving about two percent of his effort. Where it's just like he's there, he's just not gonna do anything else. He's like, I'm in the room, shoot your cameras, I will do, I will say lines, they will not be heartfelt. But it's like Marvel shows up with their truck full of money and they're like, I will do whatever you want. You want me to get on the ground? You want me to play with this imaginable ball thing? You want me to like do a stunt? I can do that. And like he gave 110%. And it's it really shows in the difference of like Such- when he wants to give a good performance versus when he's given just enough money to show up. <laughs> S- Such a 180 from the character that was presented in the trailers yeah. <laughs> for Iron Man 3 
and who they in the first half of that movie who was presented and then the the planet of the apes story about why that was became an actor <laughs> if a bunch of monkeys can act like they're riding horses what the hell are you talking about how many drugs are you on dude well, you became an actor because of the monkeys riding horses <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You're gonna let him drive? <laughs> <laughs> they they need to have him in more movies. He's yeah. like he should be he should be the the night nurse <laughs> for the MCU. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was hoping was like when we broke this timeline thing and we were gonna get the Mandarin back, but like the dark Iron Man three Mandarin for the first half, and I was like. Oh no, <laughs> that guy wasn't an act. He was real. <laughs> so, so obviously they want to get back to Tai Lao, mm-hmm. which I'm. It's been bothering me. Like I'm not. I didn't read a lot of comics. So, is that something from his? Like, have you who here has read the books? No, no one. Okay, I've read one book of Shang Chi. And this storyline did not match what I saw in the th- the trailer or yeah. the movie. I was just like. I mean, it's still a good book. I was still impressed. There was, I mean, my, my there understanding, the character, the, character <laughs> was, the character was their answer to the popularity of Bruce Lee movies. So, yeah. I mean, that's why they created the comic, really. So, yeah, because I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know, is that was that a real thing from the comics? I don't know. I've, I've not read a lot of his books. I mean, if Kung Lung was the same thing as for Iron Fist. I, I well, and, that's, that and that was my thing. Was this a play yeah. on Kung Lung or was it? Tai Lao, because Kung Wong is from the Iron Fist books. Like, yeah. that is a big thing. Did they not want to use it because of the stink on <laughs> Iron Fist? So they just made up Tai Lao? Because I kind of feel like that's what this was supposed to be, especially the, the, the protector dragon. Like, is the dragon from Kung Lao? Like, it, it all fit. Like, that's what this was supposed to be, but they made it Tai Lao for some reason. So I don't know. Well, yeah, tai, yeah. tai Lao might be another Kung Lung, right? It's yeah. another one of those... Right. Uh, satellite verses or whatever. Didn't I just say that? I mean, yeah, I guess I'm looking. <laughs> um, I'm reading up on Chinese mythology. There's a so, couple, couple things that. So I will say this: this is one of the one of the few parts of the movie that really bothered me. Mm. Is and it's it's a funny scene and them going through the bamboo forest. You know, going through the maze to get through it, and it's really cool and all this stuff. And there was this whole subplot. You know, a whole MacGuffin of the the getting the, the emerald eyes to put the dragon to get that water map that shows you the once a year path you can take through the forest to get there. See? The helicopters don't exist in this universe. They can't just fly over the It's forest. a magical maze. But they can fly over the maze, you know? It's like a, who, like, who says the magic doesn't affect anything? Yeah, like, like what if... Well, show the, that. Like, the like bamboo that, can, like, like fly cars off bridges and stuff so like would it, what would stop it from just creating weird air currents that no one could get over like, or maybe you, or well or or maybe you have to be on the ground and like if you fly over it you're not going to see anything but if you're on the ground you get to see the entrance yeah what if it's just an endless forest that just goes on for forever right like the entrance doesn't really exist in ours they have to walk through the forest in a certain pattern to phase yeah. out into the other universe I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> if you went through the quantum realm. <laughs> well, everything's available through the quantum realm. Just throw realm. Yeah, the quantum realm in front of it. You can I still mean, get to a Howard Johnson's through the quantum yeah. realm. I, I, yes, because I will say, once they drove through the waterfall. Right next to the Ralphs. 
<laughs> I kind of felt like that was a slimmering <laughs> kind of portal showed up that they nah, went through. Just like, we're just, eh, just, eh, just gonna. At that point, I was already like an, an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes in. I was like, whatever, bro. Whatever you want to show me. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. And it's, this is, know, it's magic. It's I I'm nitpicky and, and, and I was like, this is this is fine. I say now all of a sudden we're in a high fantasy movie. We're no yeah. longer in a typical Marvel superhero movie. We're no longer in a regular kung fu movie. We're now in high fantasy. And it was like, okay, mystical creatures. Yep, so <laughs> you know, like Jiangs, Feng Hongs. Once the water map shows up, I'm already at like, okay, so magic. Okay, yep. magic is what we're dealing with. And my brain, so, which does the logic and like, okay, well, maybe this makes sense. It just goes, magic, it, done. Okay, we're down. <laughs> isn't it amazing the, the 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 sharp turn the MCU has taken? Like, it felt like with Iron Man and even the first Thor, they were trying to say, like, it's all just science we don't understand. And now it's like, once they brought in Doctor Strange, it's like, yeah, it's magic. Fuck it. Magic. Just, yeah, whatever. Oh, it's there's magic. there's magic and there's high science. Like the 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 Asgardians still wield high science, not really magic. Yeah. Right. Maybe. So eventually, like magic is just science we don't understand yet. So it's like, okay, well, maybe they'll get to a point where the rings make sense because they still have a feeling of that still has a super high science where it's like it's transmitting. It's from it's made of a metal that's not of this earth or any earth, and it seems like it's older than time itself, mm-hmm. and it's like. Yet they emit energy and they can, they're, they bend to the person's will. And it's like, oh, well, that's cool. It's not magic. It's not high science that they recognize. And it's not alien. What does that make it? There's nothing really left except future tech, you know, or something like that. Something so advanced that it's like, it's beyond magic now. Right. This is also where I realized that people who made this movie loved 80s movies, Mm -hmm. not only because of the, you know, Kung Fu uh, Jackie Chan feels, but then we got a training montage, <laughs> which I don't think we've really gotten a training montage in a Marvel movie yet. Since Ant Man, okay, yeah, yeah. true, yeah, Ant Man yeah. had a training montage. And training, yeah, that was well, hysterical. I, that was the only one I can think of. Spider Man already knew how to do things. Iron Man did his his experimental things, but it wasn't like him training the fly. And then like you know, Cap was already a Cap. So and Cap- Captain Captain Marvel was training Captain- a bit, but then like, but she she already knew how to do that stuff. She, they were just yeah. it was just that they were telling her not to use it, and she just yeah. decided no, I'm going to use this. I'm yeah. still curious how like I really wanted because I, I heard a rumor about Miss Marvel. It was like she's not doing the embiggen power. She's going to have light based things, and I was like, that's lame. <laughs> why are you doing that? But why give her the They've already got Dr. Light or what? No, what, not Dr. Light. Whatever. Uh, Photon, who's yeah. got light powers, right? Like, that's what I, that's what I like. We already have Photon, Spectrum with the light base, you know, magnetism, they, Spectrum Ray. And it's like, give her the embiggen powers. Like, Do they not want to give? Because then I don't want to touch the inhuman stuff, I guess. That's what it is. It's like she they have to walk through the inhuman. Or, or do they feel that it's going to take away from Reed Richards before they bring in the Fantastic Four? But even then, that I'm like, I guess, but that's just as dumb as like, we don't want to have two blue characters, Nightcrawler and Beast, because it will confuse people. And I was like, that, that I don't think that's, that's true. Works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. So it's like you have one character who can change size and density and you know and heal herself. And there's Reed Richards, who's the smartest man, but he doesn't have all those extra made of rubber. <laughs> yeah. True, true. He always births world enders. What's his what's his deal with his sperm always killing making world killers? 
Yeah, I can't. I, I don't know why they would want to change her powers. I don't know. But back to this movie. I was like, okay, because you brought up Captain Marvel. So, and I, was, it, I was like, ah, I don't know why that. So we've got. Uh, we've, we've got. Uh, and so Wakanda's got vibranium, and apparently Tai Lao has dragon scales. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, there's your MacGuffin. Well, not exactly a MacGuffin. I mean, it's, it's, it's a magic. gave them scales. It's okay. a, it's, yeah, it, MacGuffin is a, an object you follow. This is more uh, like, yeah. a, this is literal plot armor. Plot. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. it is true. Magical armor thing. Plot. Yes. Would you like this plot for, yeah, this plot for your armor? Would you like <laughs> to protect all the important characters? And then here we go. And by the way, here's a set of scale mail that your mother made for you before she died that she knew was going to fit you exactly at the same. I was like, okay. Maybe it adjusts. Magic. <laughs> I was like, if if we buy that these were Superman's clothes when he was a baby, oh, magic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll uh, just go with this. Like, it was like, yeah, that blanket's your cape. Oh, okay. So <laughs> That's a thing. And then when she's telling them the the one the the elders or the woman from the village is telling them the story. Their aunt is telling them the story of the village, and they're looking at that that wood carving and them, you know, about the beast and stuff. I'm sitting there going, okay, is that a practical wood carving or is that 3D animation? Like oh. I'm really wondering that. Like, some, did some artisan carve that? Or did they just say, let's do this on a computer? Have you noticed that every time somebody goes into like a diatribe of history, mm-hmm. we've got a, a mural or a, <laughs> yes, a, a frieze fancy, to that's go carved, through. yes. Like, like, no, it's like ego. It's how, yeah. Ego. We get, well, get the, I thought that was get, just him doing his thing. Just like, I have to show you because I, you know, I know you guys get bored really. Right. Early. So it's like, here, I'm making these hand puppets. They're like. But now every Marvel movie does that. It's like, yes, now look at this, you know, handy wall with the freeze on it. You can, you know, read the thing. It's like, you know, let, let's show us this hologram. Or, yes. Like, yeah. Because I was listening to another podcast and I'm like, oh, you know, you know, the artisan that, that carved that didn't get paid much. Yeah. Huh? But I, and then I, but I then thought I'm about that like, same comment and I was like, there's no way anyone spent. Because like one of these things is thousands of dollars thousands right. and thousands of dollars that one that one's tens of thousands of tens least. of thousands of dollars if it's yeah. if it's life size it's worth maybe a whole actor's worth of money to build this thing mm-hmm. right and you could just as easily underpay one guy to cgi this thing that they're exactly. never going to touch they're just going right. to look at it so right because like, they don't interact with it at they all interact they, with it so they it's just like look at it wood that looks like this and yeah, in a computer exactly. rather than like no we're gonna have joe from maintenance build this 80 foot long like you know monolith of like storytelling and then we're gonna just throw it away when we're done (laughs) so so yeah i mean if if it is cgi their cgi is getting really 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 good man Mm -hmm. i'll buy that one i buy i buy wood cgi over like nah we just we we hired 10 guys to build this thing and that's why it took all year (laughs) i i have i have I have a friend who is a special effects artist and does practical effects. And, you know, I'm sure he could tell me how they, they could mold that out of foam and, and everything. But oh, yeah, even but still then, molding still a life size, even still that would probably take over a year. To mold, no, there are to people that good. if you there are people that could do that, you know, it probably take them a week at most. Like there are some really good carvers out there 
Eh, but then I, I would cost, right. I would look at the cost benefit, whether like if this was an right. integral part of the story that we definitely needed it, then yeah, let's spend the money and have someone build it. But it's like, if this is just a storytelling device that we're using to walk past, right? Nah, nah, nah. CGI, we don't need yeah. to do all that. Exactly. That's too much. Yeah. This, we're Marvel. We got tons of money, but we could use that on something else, right? If I, not... if I had saw an actor touch it and like, you know, I would have been like, okay, maybe it's real, but like no one touched it. I'm like, I think that's CGI and it looks really good. Yeah. They have been relying more on practical effects though since Endgame because a lot of people were complaining that, yeah, I mean, Endgame's the best, but everything was green screen like nothing was real and there is a bit of not uncanny valley but there's a bit of disconcerting it, it's disconcerting in some cases where like if there's just too much in the background that's just not real yeah kind of like yeah you know it's like so, they're definitely fighting in the rock quarry we can tell it's yeah. like there's nothing else around right it's right like, oh. but again as randy said it's just, this is one two-minute scene that we don't spend a lot of time on i can't see them spending the money to make that yeah but ben yeah. kingsley we have to spend money on ben kingsley and this nah, he's a national cool. treasure we we yeah which is why we're like we're saving money here and maybe food services everyone's having lunchables so we can get ben kingsley <laughs> all right all right all right so so they, we learned the history katie becomes an archer that was the only thing that bothered me about that is suddenly she's an archer <laughs> shang chi trains with his aunt to figure out how to control the wind so he's the last airbender i mean sorry mm -hmm. uh <laughs> no he's the tai chi master another gently awesome classic right there <laughs> but that 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 wind bending i mean we call it wind bending now because of air you know the avatar last airbender but but like that is that is not canon but it's like part of part of chinese mythology and, and some of the martial arts the martial arts were all based yeah, they're based on animal movements or they're based on the elements. Or, so right, right. this is, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. And exactly. Avatar The Last Airbender, most of their the animation was based on real martial exactly. arts. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense that you would use wind, you say wind bending, which was in uh, the airbending was based off Tai Chi, which is then based off what they're doing, which yeah. is like, yeah, so full circle. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we get our, our, the father shows up, we get our, big battle between his army and the, the citizens of Tai Lao. And okay. So when the father and Shun Chi are fighting the first time, yeah, just the whole fight, just the whole, the whole thing in general mm. is when I started going, Oh man, they borrowed a lot from star Wars here. <laughs> I kind of felt that way. Like brother and sister, Luke and Leia, we've got our Vader character who did everything for love and turned to the dark. Well, this is the opposite. He turned away from the dark side for love, but then went back to it when he lost his love. Mm -hmm. And he's and and he's doing everything in his power to stop his father, not fight his father, stop his father, and convince him to you know give up what he's doing and turn back to the light. Yeah, I don't know. Am I wrong? <laughs> Anyone else get that vibe? No, I didn't get that at all. I didn't okay. get that vibe, but it was like to me, it was more. It was definitely just. It was family squabbles more than anything else right now. Yeah. It's like yeah. He's, not, he's not really trying to fight you, you know? And, like, you've trained this kid for years. You, I know you're the master of the Ten Rings, but it's like you yourself said, if I want, I told my men they couldn't kill you if they tried. Because you knew how good the kid was. And it's yeah. like, 
Now you're going to fight the kid himself. And he's younger. He's, I don't care how immortal you are. You, you still aren't as fast as you think you are. And it's like, the kid will get you if he, if you eventually. And then like, there was a moment there where he almost got him. And then he got those 10 rings and punched all of them in the kid's stomach. And then and, Sean and died. That's, <laughs> and that's actually, I don't know. Like that bothered me a mm. lot. Cause it's like, I would never do that to my son. You know, like, yeah, even if I thought I could get my wife back, I could not do that to my son. Well, well, think about it, though. He 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 only cared really about his wife. Right. Yeah. Zoo Zoo really only cared about his wife or Tony, whatever you want to call him. Right. And his kids, he had kids with her because she wanted them. And it's like, you know, once she was gone, he basically what? abandoned the daughter and turned the the son to weapon so he didn't really care care about them if only in the way that he owned them right that they were his and the fact like even the daughter says like my dad never talked to me after my mom died and yeah never in this movie do we see him actually address her ever again right yeah like, he was always he, he was always, always looked her. at at, at Sean. and it's so, like forever like and it's like he was obsessed with this, with this woman beyond. And the kids are just after products. They weren't, they weren't a part of him. Right. They weren't, they weren't really, I, I honestly, like he feels like they were more her kids than his kids. Like, yeah. and they, and, he was just using those people. They weren't, you, they weren't children to him. They were people, they were things to be used. And it's like, yeah, uh, they were, they were his property. And, and you pair that with whatever psychological effects the dweller in darkness was having on him because the dweller in darkness feeds on, strife right right mm -hmm. and you know it was already in his head like it might have like it may be in wanda's and uh, you know that's that's so at that point he's he's too far gone already you know he already didn't really consider them his children more 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 along the lines of his objects and you know the wall of darkness is in his head screaming at him to let you know let let your wife out she's right here on the other side of this and this guy stop. This object is stopping you. So, yeah. Which, which is you know another reason why we sympathize with Zhang Chi because it's like you know how do you fight your father, the guy that you idolize? Mm -hmm. You know. Maybe. In the end, you had no choice. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I still, I still have an issue I don't with it. it. <laughs> I, I still have an issue with it, but yeah. you know, um, that don't make any sense. So yeah, and then like you said, he punches him in the chest with all ten rings. He ends up going into the lake yeah goes to the bottom like you know he's dead <laughs> he was dead. yeah i know the the title character died and 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 we're gonna like no it's a marvel movie you know no. he's not dead he's dead like, <laughs> so <laughs> it's over all right okay. yeah, it's over roll Movie's credits over roll, roll, roll credits, credits. Guys. Uh, yeah. bad guys win evil <laughs> encompasses the land game over and that was the end of that universe yes yeah, that was the end of the in the watch the watch of there look like <laughs> damn Another one down. <laughs> it's a good what if episode. Um, that would uh, be a funny way to end a Marvel movie one time. Just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> anyway, well, well, wait, we, wait. we did Infinity War. Ended yeah, like that's that. exactly what well, happened. That like, well, sucks. that sucks. And then we just move on. See you next year. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Dad starts punching the gate to let the Dweller in Darkness come out. Mm -hmm. All the little demons come out first, and of course, start attacking the. The villagers, which 
I did like that concept, like they were sucking the souls out of all the people to take them to make the dweller more powerful to break through the gate. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like and I think that's canon in, in the comics too. Like that's that's what he can do. He's and, got uh, feeder demons or whatever. And of course, we get the the quickest villain turn of all time. Uh, it's a good, you know, when it's like, oh, we can kill these things, and they kill the guy right there. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> that was horrible. all right. Let's team up. All right, I changed my mind. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Razor Fist is now your he's he's Cabana Boy now. Cabana Boy. <laughs> he's on your team. Whatever you need. Razor Fist and Taser Face. I want to yep. see him together. <laughs> That's the movie. That's the crossover right there. Man. <laughs> um, and then of course they're they're fighting or they're it all looks dark. And then something wakes Shung up while he's in the lake. Oh look, it's a dragon. <laughs> It's the good guy, Drake. Shouldn't have done those shrooms before I went to fight. Yep. How else are you going to fight demons and your dad? How else are you going to fight your dad if you're not on drugs? This is Come true. On. Screaming into the front lawn. She's gone! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I gotta say, it's an epic, you know, it's a cool shot, them coming out of the lake, riding the dragon. Like, like that's cool. And obviously no one's shocked by this at this point. <laughs> They all knew he was down there. Just like somebody go wake the great protector. We're in trouble. I'm like, nah, he's fine. Exactly. Like that's what I was thinking. Wait a minute. Why did they wait? Why didn't they wake him up right away? Who knows? Yes, but we get to obviously. Though you know, speeding this up, getting to the end here. Long story short, he goes and fights his father again. He does a come Holly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I kept thinking that too when he was doing. I'm like, oh my god, he's <laughs> like, a much yes. much better Dragon Ball evolution. The the choreography, oh. the choreography with the rings in the fight works. Like yeah, like they whoever put these fights together knew what they were doing visually. Right? We didn't get we didn't get a shaky cam fight. We didn't get close ups. Like it really felt. It didn't feel like it's all fake, obviously, but it doesn't feel fake when you're watching. It wasn't cut to hell too. Right, yeah, like a taken, a taken movie, you know. In in taken, every time he does a fight scene, it's cut up so much you get like you know a a a quarter second of every move, and they cut it all together because like Liam Nielsen's old and it's like you know I do I do a move like this. (laughs) They 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 showed him going over a fence and it was like twenty eight (laughs) takes. 28 different cuts. Like we gotta we gotta cut the stuntman's face out. It's very clear it's not the same guy. <laughs> so but yeah, no, I mean like I and and yeah, you can probably think John thank John Wick for that. That yeah. like, you know, fight scenes are getting much better choreographed instead of faked with all camera tricks, right? Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I also think, I mean, not just John Wick, I think um the Daredevil you know the 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 hallway fight scene and then the stairwell fight scene like you know i mean they try to claim it's all one take but we know that no. they use they use a couple camera tricks but still you get these long choreographed fights it's not just quick hits yeah so yeah and of course the demon gets out and all right i thought it coming who who who, who hears with me of course that's how the father was going to die well, he was going to die at the end of this, probably. I yeah, mean, I mean, I figured he was going to die, but I didn't like, I didn't expect a soul sucker. Like, I expected, a, you know, either a classic defeat 
or the sacrifice play. One of those two. Which yes. I guess it was what we got. The sacrifice it play. It was the sacrifice play. He, you know, he fight like because that's the whole thing, right? He yeah. kind of sacrifices himself to try to save his son, even though he just tried to kill his son. To- Which he yeah, even though he killed his son, and then it's like, yeah, no, I guess you're still alive. It's like, oh, I guess relationships are complicated. Yeah. I, I guess you were right. So okay, I'm gonna sacrifice myself, and here's the ring, so you can defeat this thing. It's like, fine. Ugh. <laughs> Your mom is dead. I get it. Bye. <laughs> here's here's uh, twenty bucks. Leave me alone. Here's twenty bucks and ten overpowered future yeah. rings. And yeah, so- here's the keys to the beamer and fine whatever. Keys here's your membership beamer. card to the Avengers. Here's, yeah. Now you're an <laughs> Avenger. Not yet. And then, and then, of course, we get our epic dragon versus demon. Oh, okay. So hey, they they couldn't fit ninjas versus pirates in there. So, so Katie. Yep. So, so of course, robots versus ninjas. Or... The <laughs> dweller in darkness sucking up all these souls. He's sucking up the soul of the dragon. The the neck's glowing. So they're like, oh, you got to shoot the neck. Everyone, this is choreographed a thousand miles away. You know, Katie's going to shoot the shot to, in the neck to help save the the, the protector. What else has she been doing this entire time? No. That's the only part of the movie that bugs me because I hate, you know, what they made. They made her a sudden Mary Sue or something like, yeah. you know, just like eh, I've seen almost. worse Mary Sues. I mean, it was it was a lucky shot. You can, you know, it's it was. A, I mean, it well, it's was not like glowing a, and it was huge, huge, right? So it's not like miss. really like it's not like she hit like, a bullseye. I need right. to hit this thing. Like if I'm hitting the side of a bar, as long as I she, can hit a side of a bar that far. As long away. as she put enough power to reach it, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's it's. And they're right. magic arrows, so I'm sure they're, they're they don't lose, they don't feel air friction at all. So as yeah, long as you those, just keep shooting, the, the, the dragon arrows, right? Yeah, you put the scales on those arrows; they can fly for miles. Yeah, whatever. Magic. <laughs> magic. Just throw it in there. Magic. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we all said that coming. Obviously, long story short, we all okay. Shang Chi wins. Hey. Uh-oh. I think the best scene is after that when when the little guy goes over to Trevor, who looks like he's dead. Yeah. And he's I'm acting. Join me. And the Join thing me. just like okay. and the yeah. flips over. <laughs> That's a good job. Uh, and and that's it right that's the end of the movie nothing else to talk about oh wait that's right (laughs) except there's there's two after credit scenes oh my goodness i mean like come on we've been doing this for 10 years you have two you have one for after the after the cast gets shown Uh and then you have another one to after annoy the guys who, who the, are coming yeah. in to clean the the, yeah. the studio. After everyone who's every after you show everyone who put in their time and effort and and livelihood to make this thing happen, then you show another after credit, which is usually not as cool or adds another question to the whole mystic well, of it all. Okay, so like, the first after credit scene just added a bunch of questions to me, right? Like yeah. Wong shows up at the bar where they're bragging about saving the world. Mm-hmm. And and takes them to I guess it's the Sanctum Santorum. Yeah. And uh, Katie and Wa- and Sean goes, and then of course they're talking on those video phones with Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner. Yes, not now, Professor Hulk. No longer Professor Hulk. No explanation. And apparently he's gray, grayer now. I don't. Everyone's pointing that out. I kept wondering, is that just an effect of the light that's on him? That's making his hair look grayer. You know, I was under the impression he gave his powers to his cousin. 
<laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm chalking it up to. He gave his powers to his cousin, that's or he's, or, or Professor Hulk was starting to become what's the what's the one that takes over and was it was the Hulk that that in, in the end is the smart Hulk, but he takes over the world or kills everybody. No clue. Gray uh, Hulk. Gray Hulk. Nope. No, uh, no, not Gray Hulk. I was thinking of Solomon Grundy for a second there. Are you talking about? You talking about the the story that takes place in the future when it's. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what they call him. Is it something like Emperor Hulk or something like that? I, um, oh, wait. It is, starts you, with an M and it ends with... Maestro. Uh, Maestro. Maestro. That's, That's, it. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's so like may, maybe he was becoming Maestro because he was basically he's Hulk and Banner at the same time, which means the Hulk know. is getting smarter because we already know that it allows the Hulk to... He was the Hulk was already smart enough to start talking normal sentences and have a sense of humor and plan stuff. So we still didn't get Joe fix it. No, we haven't gotten fix it. Um, I'm still on she. I'm still building another universe with She Hulk because I know that's coming. Hmm, so I was like, yep. We, we have to figure out how that's going to work out, and I'm pretty sure well, drive-by for, shooting isn't going to be enough. That was a yeah. I mean, it was a blood transfusion in the comics. That's how. Yeah. She ended that's up just, with that's boring, but it's like, but a complete gamma transfer that it takes Professor Hulk out. <gasps> then what's the point of having Bruce Banner anymore? He's still a genius. Yeah, he may he's not that, be a playboy philanthropist. Said, he's, still not, he's still not Tony Stark. Um, that's true, but he, you know, he's still he's on the list. It's not like like we okay we we don't have the world's smartest man anymore, but. Who's third? <laughs> he, he, he's good until we get Reed Richards. Yeah, who's third until we get Reed or Nathaniel Richards? Who do we call who's the smartest in the universe? Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so that's when we find out the rings are calling to something. That's what attracted Wong to him. Not the fact yeah. that he defeated a demon from another dimension. Uh, and like, they've been on Earth for a thousand years and it never bothered anyone. But as soon as Shang got the rings like something over there vibrated in their yeah. sanctum and it's like what <laughs> well their color changed so like yeah. he's got something that his father didn't the heart of a dragon <laughs> that's what they said i didn't make this up <laughs> i will say this i'm sorry i know people like the character this made me hate Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Well, this version of Captain Marvel even more. I am not a fan. Like, no. I just don't like the whole, like, you know, oh, I got to go. Bruce has got my number. And he's just like, I don't have a number. I don't have a number. She does this all the time. Like, 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 like they're, they're even playing off, like, even the other Avengers can't stand her. And it's just like. I can't stand her. It's just, it was just an, it was just. Uh, no. I'm just under the impression where it's like, we have this big gun. That we can't shoot at anything. We can shoot at anything and all the problem would go away. Right. It's like, then there wouldn't be a story. Right. It's it's like we have to put the big gun somewhere Uh, until we need the big gun. Well, and and in this case, I can't wait until until Rogue shows up and knocks her down a peg or two. In in this case, she was probably running off screen for whatever was going to happen in the Marvels, right? That's true, too. Something like something that's going to strip her powers away and give them to a little girl somewhere. Uh, I I like Captain Marvel. It just the, the first movie wasn't written that well. But, I can't but stand she has a lot the, of the way they've characterized her so far in the MCU. I just can't stand her. I, it's like oh, I uh, like Brie Larson in other things too. That's it's like, not Brie Larson. It's, it's not, not her it's, fault. It's, so it's like it's, it's the way they're writing the, for her. Yeah, it's not. But it's, it's like yeah, it's, she's more like the Civil War two Captain Marvel. And it's like oh, it's just whatever. Oh yeah, that's not yeah. Good. No. We uh, want we want the. 
you know, House of M, Captain Marvel, where everyone loves her and she wears skimpy outfits. Come on. Exactly. Where's our skimpy outfits? Where's our no, red sash and no. leotard? Come on. I, I just, I. Get some of that just, butt floss in here. Where can, is the red sash? That's uh, a good question. They can, they can do, they can do, they can do uh, more, better writing. I mean, the, the, the yeah. part that she had in Endgame showed, started to show some of her range even if that there wasn't much of it, no, I, uh, much of her being able to to act in that, but it's it, it she still wasn't that bad. Marvel, I don't, I don't know. She was I don't a plot device. Oh no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm, I'm I actually like Captain Marvel. It's not a bad movie at all. It's just like you, there. She does seem like she was warmer in that movie because she could do things. Where versus like Endgame, where she was tied to being like I have to do what is necessary for the good of the universe and there's nothing else i i have no humor about this at all i am serious business right and she shows up at serious. the end as a as a plot as a plot yeah, device and she to, shows to up as like i am MacGuffin killer exactly <laughs> that's it like she, that's it and then she's gone and it's like yeah. whatever i i don't care about this character at all so maybe it'll change when marvel shows up like we'll put this you know not so fun character next to someone super enthused and it'll be like okay now it's funny I think I think I yeah, think you're, maybe. I, I I mean I don't think Dave's going to change his mind because nah, I, I, but, but I, wasn't I think I think it, the new I think movie like, yeah. I think the movie the new the next movie the Marvels is going to change a lot of people's minds hopefully and it's like you know we won't be focusing so much on her we'll be focusing on building the other two characters more like you know no, I now think, you I think now as a minority I, character as Photon you have a lot of superpowers like what is that right. how's that going to play out yeah. oh you Camilla are not only a teenager but a minority character and now you have superpowers so here's a female character who's going to be like your mentor as long as she's still here and it's like well then where'd she go we're like then there's still going to be that friction between photon and captain marvel for leaving for five years while she vanished and her mother died of cancer like what happened what, what did you do then like i was busy saving you know Claxion seven from an you know intergalactic plague sorry i couldn't be there to hold your mother's hand while she was dying and well, she was also saving the universe from the snap. Yeah, and it's like I was, there was other things I, going on. So, but, but I, think, I, I think I think the writing in the next movie is going to be much better. I think I think I think her character is going to get redeemed. I I know I, I honestly think they're building to how she is in the comics now, and I think that's what they're doing. And it's like, oh, okay, that's not cool. Yeah, she's just just the way she's acting, the the scenes that she's been in, the way she's acting, like I'm the defender of the universe. I've got to do this, blah blah blah, and it's just like. And then she meets like somebody who punches her in the face. I'm like, exactly. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> now what? Uh, Do something. Yeah. It, that, that's it. We're getting the Carol Danvers that's currently in continuity. And it's just like, why are you doing this? Like you're destroying the character. I don't, so. I don't see it that way, but you know, whatever. I don't, I don't see it that way. I don't think, I don't, I don't see it at all like that. I think there is just the writing wasn't, wasn't as good as it could be. I think she's getting pre She's you got need to range read, the character. You need to read Civil War two and some of the the right, but this is the MCU. They're constantly tinkering with with the characters and the plots and all that. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't mean that they're going to do her as she is in the comics. They haven't done anybody as they are in the comics, That's with true, maybe the exception of Iron Man, but he's awesome in anything. So you know, strange a little bit too because he's kind of still a dick. Right, but that's but that's really <laughs> but that's his character to be that guy. Well, so and the like, same yeah. thing with Steve Rogers. Like, yeah, they they're pretty true to the the spirit of the char characters. Right, but the, like they've also changed a lot of other characters and made them better. And I don't think that 
they would purposely make Brie Larson unlikable. Yeah. Unless they're building to a story like the Civil War too. That would be a shame if they only brought her character in to, you know, waste her in something, you know? They might, but that's the whole thing. They might be in it. Right now, it feels like that's the direction they're going with her. I don't think, I don't know. We have to do Secret Invasion first, right? That's what's happening next. So it's like, and we still need a big, we still need someone to like be the leader of this. Or like every time we see a person who's not who they're supposed to be, who's not acting like they're supposed to be, it could just as easily be a scroll. That's true too. And it's like, oh, that that seemed weird that you like Nick Fury. Didn't you know this? Like, yeah, yeah, of course I knew this. And then I'm not Nick Fury. And I was like, oh, well, that's and that's weird. And it's like everyone's like, why is Doctor Strange acting weird? And it's like, could be a scroll. <laughs> All she has to do is hand him a sandwich that hasn't been cut up and cut exactly. up in, it's in like, squares. Yeah. And, it's like, wait, you're not, you're not Captain Marvel. Scroll. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that that's one of my fears of them doing Secret Invasion. That's what it's going to become. Like, I didn't like the way the character acted in that movie. It was and a so it's like, oh well, guess what? They're a scroll now. Like, oh look, we fixed it. All right, this is this so, is our version of Flashpoint for the DC universe. If you don't okay. like it, we'll just change it all at once. I, I think we beat this. And then, beat this uh, and then, and then, of course, our our second quick after credit scene. Let's talk forty five minutes on this one now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. This didn't shock me. You know, he says his sister went to go dismantle the Ten Rings, but obviously she's taking it over and changing it into what she wants. She said she wanted an empire. Like, she said that in the movie. That was her, it was her motivation. Like, we knew this was coming. Like, so if she could step in and take over her father's empire, of course she's going to. Now, in the comics, they're not really, she's not really taking over the empire. She's, they're, they're basically collecting weapons and such that other people shouldn't have. And like, right. you know, not only that, there's also a whole team of black widows just floating around waiting for somebody to tell them uh, what to do. So, yeah. I know. So that could be, well, that could be a problem. One of those black widows was in the background in the fight, in the fight club. Fighting that extremist guy. Yeah. 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 yeah fighting the extremist guy. You're right. Yep. Oh yeah. A lot of stuff in that club. So um, it's like, you know, that, that whole scene is filled with like small Easter eggs from video games, but Easter eggs that are like, wait, wait, why did this happen again? Because we're going to pay it off later for something else. And like, it's oh. also interesting that, like... I'm surprised we didn't see Howard the Duck in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, what you go duck, you kid? <laughs> or whatever. It's yeah. funny how... will never after, be stuck. <laughs> after the scene plays, normally it'll say, like, Shang-Chi will be back, or, you know, Iron Man will be back, or whatever. This time it said the Ten Rings will be back. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of ominous. So, obviously, that's going to be in something before we get... Uh, so is, and that's what I was trying to remember. Who's, are the Ten Rings tied to the Hawkeye show? Like, was he going, as Ronan, was he going after the Ten Rings? I wonder if that's where they're going with this. No, well, the, the big thing is, was it Yolanda or whatever? Yeah, Yolanda was going to go after Hawkeye. Yeah, she's going after him. That's her uh, thing. But like, that's there's right, nobody that's right, to go right, after right. Moon Knight just yet, so. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they're, yeah. Wonder but again, in the comics, that it that the sister was turning the the whole organization into something good, you right. know. So it could it could be like, and you know, the Ten Rings, because you know Charlie Cox is still signed on for something, but not for Spider Man apparently, which I think is a lie. Oh, <laughs> definitely, come on. But I just like, yeah, come on, it's like it's not my Whatever. forearms, and I'm like, yeah, but then Andrew's like, I'm not in the movie, and then we clearly have photos of him in the movie, and like. So who's lying now? 
Whenever an actor fervently denies they're in a Marvel movie, they're in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not in that scene, six, seven, or 30 scenes. No, I'm definitely not in not that me. scene. I'm not in that. this scene. Oh, definitely wait, not no. there. I didn't what? say that. D- NDA, what? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, who knows where it's going to come back, but it, it, there's a chance it might come back as, you know, a support structure. So now we've got Wakanda and the Ten Rings that could, you know, ostensibly help with, I don't know, an invasion from the future. A secret invasion? No. Yeah. Or, or a secret invasion. <laughs> One of the Scroll! No. <laughs> Kang! Scroll! Kang! Scroll! Yeah, I mean, Kevin Feige said that, you know, with, with this movie that we're in, we're in full swing of the next phase, the next of, what did he call it? The next Avengers phase? Yeah, the next Avengers phase. So I need a big bad now, right? And it, I don't, Kang feels like a big, big bad where it's like, right now we need the Loki bad for our Avengers movie. Somebody who's working for well, a and bigger that's, boss. That's one of the things I've kind of wondered too with this movie. And it's one of the other little things that kind of bothered me. Not not that it's bad. It's just, you know, again, we're, uh, what, 12 years into these same yeah. formula, but also we keep raising the stakes and raising the stakes. Like you can't just have an origin movie like, it's got to be a world-ending event that he stops. You yeah, know? Well, like, I mean, when you've got characters um, like Thor and Captain Marvel and Photon, like the last Avengers, they were okay to take on, on Thanos. But now you've got Avengers that are like universe enders but, themselves. You need something saying, in, that in the they comics, can go up against and make him a problem. In the comics, he's yeah. just a kung fu master, you know. Right, but now he's got the Ten Rings. Now he's got the Again, Ten Rings Marvel power. changes the characters somewhat. You know, the Ten the Makluan I mean, rings were supposed to be actual rings from the the Makluan race, and yeah. you know they, right. they changed the origin. Power, right? Mm-hmm. Then, no, it'll be I, funny to watch him like go against you know the conqueror and like those rings he punches at it like nope shuts them all oh you found my toys hey and they just (laughs) clink down like sonic rings and like oh no yeah you know (laughs) like sonic rings i i use these for that game i played when i was three it's like (laughs) what are you doing with my kids toys give them back yeah that's where those pacifiers went okay (laughs) exactly i mean yeah teething rings from the beyond the stars like (laughs) oh does this tie into the Eternals? It's possible. It's nice. Yeah, they could they could be celestial tech too. Right. It's not like there's a lot uh, of that hanging around. Yeah. Not that we know of, anyway. Uh, yeah, right, but the only ones that would know that would recognize it would be the Eternals. Right. Oh. I need to catch up on that book. Like it's just too slow. <laughs> I know. I have no interest in this movie. Un- unfortunately, it's the first time I could say that about a Marvel movie. It's just like enough. It has not caught my interest at all. Like, even the second trailer looked cool, but I was like, yeah, but I've seen Laser Eyes before, so I don't care about that. Right. right. <laughs> Show me yes. something cool. Show me a Marvel sex scene. See what happens. We did. It's in that cage. That's in, yeah, but that's, is that canon? That was though? on Netflix, so it doesn't <laughs> is, it, is it canon? Is it, well, I guess everything's canon now, right? So right. I was like, yeah. And when everything's canon, nothing is. Oh, no. Sinestra. <laughs> <It's an> <laughs> Syndrome. Uh, Syndrome. Right. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. I, see, I can see John's getting tired. So let's. Yeah. Uh, huh? What? I wasn't paying attention. Let's Brain wrap it up. Uh, as we always do, we'll give final thoughts. We'll give a score. We don't do hater slippers and uh, 
and okay. knee pads on, on this show. We do capes, one out of ten. Actually, we'll do rings for this rings. one. One out of ten rings, obviously, one being you hated the movie, ten you loved it. Best movie ever. So we'll start with our guest, Randy. Final thoughts, what's your score for this movie? Final thoughts. This is an actually a really cool movie to watch. I'm really happy. This was one of the first movies I saw going back to a theater. You guys, were, we were talking about like, oh, you know, the same formula. But it reminded me like in Iron Man, we didn't get a big bad yet. We just got the notion of a team building. And right. we got the same thing here. And I was like, oh, OK. So that that mirrors the same. But on a score. Yeah, let's give it like. Let's give it like nine rings. It's not the best movie in the world, but it's really good. And everyone needs to go see it. I was saying it's it's a minority-led Kung Fu Marvel movie. If we don't push for more of these, we're not going to get any more of these. And I was like, and I, I will not cop to the like, this is the first minority-led, you know, or Asian-led Marvel movie. And I was like, or property. And I was like, yeah, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's Asian. You just mm-hmm. don't. We just don't acknowledge that. It's not canon yet. It's canon. <laughs> Everything's yeah. canon. Well, it's like when they were saying the, the you know, first black hero and, and, and everyone. Like, yeah, black Blade. Panther's the first black superhero. And I was like, That's it. Black Panther. It's like, Blade? Oh, we, we just going to forget about Blade? Is that Blade the one that started all of this? The one who like, like yeah, built exactly. the Marvel. Like, we're, we all live on Blade's table right now. So it's like, right. okay. Uh, okay, whatever. And then, and then first R-rated with Deadpool. It's like, again. Blade. Again, Blade was here. Marvel, <laughs> R-rated. He was literally getting an orgasm from his mom. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Before we get started, John. <laughs> I'm giving this an 8.5. Okay. Sol- solid 8.5. Like, definitely go see this at least once. I am going to go see it again. Or, you know, as soon as it's what? The, the, the contract is 45 days before they can release it on Disney Plus. So, yes, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I will definitely watch this again at least once. And uh, it's well worth it. Just it, the, the just the fact that the villains are getting better and more empathetic is is a really good thing. I mean, they, they're learning from their mistakes. They're improving as they go. And this is a, you know, a good way to introduce a new character. It's going to have probably going to have a, a lot to do in the next phase. Okay. I see. I'm trying to remember what I gave Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> I Middle kinda, finger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> eh, it wasn't I the worst. Like it. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. Movie. No, I I liked it. I mean, I like it. I think I think I gave it a seven point five. It's just making I watched me think, it again. <laughs> thinking I would give this a nine. Then if I gave Black Widow a seven point five, then this by comparison would be a nine. Yeah. So definitely, like, go go check this movie out. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am going to, when this goes on Disney+, Plus, I'm going to watch it probably over and over again just to catch all the Easter eggs I missed, especially in the, the Fight Club. Um, trying to see if I can maybe figure out what how does this fit into the bigger picture. But of course, Marvel is great for breadcrumbing us until... Yeah. Lots gotta, of practice. <laughs> yes, and you got to get a lot of pieces before you see how they fit in. Sometimes you don't even get that realize that until you see the big picture which is nice it's it's nice to be surprised you know yeah yes but yeah no definitely definitely he'll be a character that's going to be sticking around at least for this phase i can't won't be surprised if he pops up in a couple other movies in the next couple years you know before he gets a sequel i think they're definitely going to do a sequel to this and he made enough money and there's enough buzz around it so yeah go see it nine 
two nines and an 8.5. I think that's, that's high praise here. All right. So let's wrap this puppy up before we sign out. So we'll see. Randy, you got any recommendations and you can do a final plug for uh, Colt 45? Uh-oh. Did we lose Randy? He's just standing very still. All right. Well, while we wait to see if he comes back, John, do you have any recommendations for our audience? Uh, I think I've recommended almost everything that I have seen on uh, Crunchyroll. So you know what? I'm going to recommend you. Oh, we lost him. I'm going to recommend that everybody goes back and looks at some of the, the DC animated movies, the earlier ones from the 2010s. There are so many good ones there, like Doom and was it the one that we mentioned with oh my god, I should have had the list in front of me. Just just go back and watch some of the ones that were that were directed by Bruce Tim and his and and his friends. They're they're well worth watching. They're still better than some of the stuff that's being put out today. And again, we already saw uh, Crisis on in, uh, Crisis on Two Earths was the one that is basically the precursor to Injustice or what. What injustice is, is is like an update, but it's not. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the original. So, yep. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, I, since we lost Randy, I'm going to recommend first go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square, and links to all our social media at the top of the page. And I am going to recommend that you go to cult45podcast.com and check out the, the if you love cult movies and you like to laugh. You're going to love these guys, Randy, and beat them down every week. They they make they put a smile on my face when I listen. Yeah, one of the latest episodes to kind of time with Shang-Chi, they did a uh, police story, Jackie Chan movie. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, what I love is they did, when they did the, like, Friday the 13th reboot, they did the first Friday the 13th, and then ended up going, oh, we did the first one. They went through the whole series, and it's, nice. it's yeah, and it's just, it's wonderful. Oh, he lost his power. So he met this message. So, all right. So that's it. We'll wrap it up there on that note, boys and girls. As always, thanks for listening. Don't you keep cutting door. Have a good week.